just like that, they buy it. They eat it up. You pander to them, you thank them. I mean, really, people, I thought you were a little bit smarter than that. I mean, it's just so easy wow. to say the name of the city. You cheer. Hey, oh, Stephanie, you. Stephanie, you just cheer. I just, mean, just come on. Welcome to the A Show. Right, welcome back to the A Show. The road to WrestleMania is clearly paved in gold with the Kings of Pro Wrestling Podcast. I'm Justin here with Meals. Meals, how are you, sir? I'm ready for WrestleMania, man. I'm ready to get this thing over with. Why am I saying get this? Over? I'm ready for WrestleMania to start. I've been ready for goddamn, I don't know how long. I'm just <laughs> ready, bro. It's the season. This is the season to be a wrestling fan and also a casual mark. So. I feel as though I always get excited, maybe like Wednesday, like after like NXT's air, like Wednesday, Thursday, I'm like, okay, it's really going to happen. And then th- luckily this year, and we're going to talk about it a little bit later, we got a Friday NXT takeover and then everything else happens. Hmm. It's, really a, it's, I'm, I'm just excited. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be out and about. It's in New York City. The, the excitement is kind of in the air. Uh, you know what? My my major beef with WWE WrestleMania week is I feel like a lot of the weeks aren't like they're like events for the fans, but they're not like true like things that like besides access, it's not like a true like like exciting event for me like i'm not really trying to go see the mets to meet dana brooke you know what i'm saying like i'm not trying to go to you know the crickets to meet sasha banks and (laughs) and 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 bailey like i'm not really trying to go that like they need to have like a pop-up event or something like just just something different just let's do something because it more just seems like a a charity like a, a promo run everything is a promo run yeah. Um, everybody's going to be moving. Everybody's going to be shaking. I'm sure one of these people will be on Hot 97 in the next couple of days. Um, it's everything oh, just Kofi. feels like. I think Kofi on Hot 97 would be dope. Oh, that would be dope. But yeah, it's a. I think it's just a nice little promo run. We'll see how it goes. So I'm, I'm anticipating WrestleMania 35 in MetLife Stadium in New Jersey. Yes, and uh, I, I want to get right to the show. Uh, we, we have a very long show. Our WrestleMania prediction shows are just as big as our year-end shows, obviously. Uh, we have a special guest with us. He's, he's waiting. Uh, you know, as you see already, Amp Pavelli will be talking to us or talking with us about the top uh, matches on the WrestleMania card. Uh, and just uh, we got we got to we got to run through this. This is going to be a really long show. <laughs> it's going to be a long show. He's going to come in and he's definitely going to talk about the, you know, the top three, the most discussion that we've had. He's it in terms of the kind conversation that we've had over the last couple months it's really just been seth brock um kofi and daniel bryan and the women's championship main event and we're bringing him in to talk about those matches just to give us a third party so we don't kill each other again yes um and but other than that yeah we plan on going over the entire wwe weekend from nxt takeover to through wrestlemania 
And uh, let's let's just go ahead right into it. Uh, the last Hall of Fame uh, inductee was announced. And honestly, like, this is just something we I'll just announce it. We just go to the next day. Brutus the Barber Beefcake, I guess, is being in, in, inducted. I, I Yeah. Well, you know, I feel like it's in New York. They could have done Taz or something. I don't know. Whatever. Brooklyn Brawler. Brooklyn, even the Brooklyn Brawler, I would have appreciated over Brutus the Barber Beefcake. Yeah. What was his WCW name? He was the... Uh, he was the 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 booty man. Booty man, yeah. I was I was the like booty, man. booty daddy. I was like, no, that's Scott Starr. He was a booty man. Listen, yeah, I don't know what type of booty man he is, bro. I don't know. <laughs> the only booty man I knew is in the main event for the WWE Championship right now. So I don't know anybody any other booty man in my damn life. But so uh, congratulations to Brutus the Barber Beefcake. I'm pretty sure they're gonna have Hogan induct him, and they just haven't announced it yet. So good on WWE for uh, having him be booed on on Saturday. Good job. They should tell we should tell Hogan to pull up to Wale Mania because we just want to talk to him for a second. <laughs> He's like, yo, let's just talk for a second. Just pull up to Wale Mania. We just want to talk. Come here, boy. Come, come yo, here. Come yeah. here. Yo, pull up, bro. We just want to talk. Uh speaking of just want to talk, John Oliver had a lot of talking to do on Sunday on late night, uh late night tonight, HBO, a big expose on the WWE and their independent contractor status. Um, he used have you seen it yet, Mills? I, 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 I watched the entire thing, which I normally don't do, but I did watch the entire thing. And my first thing was like, this was really like a 23-minute long segment. How long is this damn show? But, my, and, but my second point was, um, actually, I have a few points. One, why was it, uh, it's obviously being done around WrestleMania time for a purpose. Well, they did, they did the they did the Saudi Arabia thing last year, and okay. that, that did well for them. And I'm guessing that's why they they're coming right back to it now. Two, um, I I I it took them too long to get to their actual point. Yeah, he all he did was shit on wrestling for like a good three four minutes. I don't know if he should. He seems like a fan, but he just wants better. He's for, not a fan. He, he as a fan, all he's using is all of the violent embarrassing like remember this is written by people oh yeah yeah, yeah. this is written by a writing team this it I, had to it had to be written by fans because yeah. <laughs> the way the the, the the exact clips that were used through this entire thing it's like it had to be written by fans but nonetheless yes continue um i i felt as though when he did get to his point he used a lot of points that and listen i'm all for them having f- health care and stuff like that this is a very steep mountain that are, like they're trying to build an argument off of because these guys and, and women have been living this way for a very long time. And I feel as though a lot of them don't even know how a union would work. And it's easy for people to say, like, let's, union, let's unionize, let's do this. But it's like, who's going to put this in place? Like, that's right. my big question. Like, who's going to put this in place? So I thought it was very, and speaking of unions this week, I thought it was very interesting. Um, this week, if you're a, a journalist or something, Pitchfork announced that they're getting a union, which is, to me, just great for writers. Yes. Um, especially people who just lose their job in an instant and there's really no support for them all after the fact. Um, I do agree that as, I, I agreed with his point that, they're independent contractors, but they're not allowed to really do anything else. Or they're independent contractors and they're not really allowed to negotiate or or do these other things. But same way that they're, you know, they're not able to do these things, um, they're still not provided the health care and they're still not provided sort of various things. Well, in the last decade, WWE has provided for, I mean, they'll tell you this, their whole PR team will tell you this. They'll provided um, rehab for any, you know, sort of, 
old superstars currently on the roster or superstars of the past who are going through any sort of drug, you know, situation, which I do think is a push in the right step. But I do, I mean, a, a, yeah, a push in the right direction. Yeah. But I do think that it, it's it's a hard steep to come over, but I don't think it's impossible. No, I, do, I, I, I don't either. I, I still I still think that who is going to head this up? Because a lot of, this is, listen, this is a carny ass uh this is a carny ass sport or or i agree like it's so carny like look at who comes out the woodwork after this comes out literally like the like the the like the worst of some of the some of them the worst of the worst some of them really good people but it's like they're all coming out just to just to be like okay my name's in my my name's out again it's like these people love the spotlight you feel me but i I do feel like there should be i mean WWE is a great company, and while yes, this is a very carny sport, I feel like WWE has done a lot over the last decade or so to sort of push to become a little bit more legitimate. Like for instance, like the firing of Bill Demott, for instance. Like the, typically, ten years ago, people stretch you, insult you, all these other things when they're training you, and you, you just kind of had to deal with it. But them, you know, superstars being embarrassed and superstars being mistreated during that, they eventually had to say, like, no, we can't do that anymore. We're legitimized. We're a business. We're trying to go straight and and, and, and go on a path that's sort of respectable so we can be touted as respectable again. Even, after. Funnier, even funnier about that is there were people that were like, I don't think he should have been fired, literally in the company. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy, but I do think WWE wants to go a much more respectable route. I do think that they should, the term, I do think if there was a union, there would have been definitely some sort of renegotiation of contracts because I think just the fact that certain wrestlers can't do anything, certain things, but can still be considered independent contractors kind of crazy. And one of them's like deals and things like that, like, um, you know, CM Punk and Brock Lesnar themselves have also been, you know, talking about the promotion things for like Jimmy John's or things like that, how they can go out and sort of seek their own deals with their own agents or stuff, but they're independent contractors. Right. Like you either work for the company or you don't work for the company. Independent right. contractors don't specifically work for the company. Um, they're freelancers. Right. But you get all the, I mean, I think WWE is like, but you get all the acclaim and you get all the money and you get all the exposure and you get all the other things that come with the company that you wouldn't get before. And you know what is, what is funny is that they have these NXT guys that are on like really crazy deals where they can work NXT and indies. Like Pete Dunne and them were able to do that last year. Right. Walter, I think, still has a has a kind of crazy deal too, because he is still working indies while he's doing NXT UK, and not even some of the NXT UK people aren't allowed to do that, but he is. Right. So I I think they're definitely taking the steps to transform. They've since then invited him to WrestleMania, so he's they can. Going. First of all, if if this is what I knew how to get invited to WrestleMania, I would have done this a long ass time ago. Because um, <laughs> still, I'm not going to WrestleMania, but um. It, it's uh, it, it would be it would probably be I, I bad think, if he did though. I think the yes. segment, <laughs> I think the segment here, you know, to, to circle it back to John Oliver, it did use a lot of outdated things. Yeah, uh, a like lot using, of outdated things. Using wrestling with shadows to to talk about that. That's something oh yeah, that, yeah. you know, it, that's it's almost I, over twenty years ago at this point. Yeah, and um, even even just some of the shots that he took. I, I know a lot of people were talking about the Roman Reigns thing, where I was just like, you know, that that does suck. And I think that if they were real fans writing this, they wouldn't they would have erred on the side of uh, using someone else as an example there. 
uh, maybe a Bray Wyatt. I don't know, like somebody that's not someone who just recovered from cancer. That that would have been a lot a lot better. But you know, this is going to be a battle that um, goes on for for a very long time. And and I do like that to put the impetus on the fans. Uh, right. and, and telling us that we have to tell them that we want this for for the performers, for their safety. And I think that is true. I think WWE does listen to the fans more often than not. They do also listen to to their uh, constituents and, and the, the sponsors that they use. I think there, a, lot, a, a lot of noise is made about this. This is a company that just got a $2 billion deal for, for two of their biggest shows. I think that it is absolutely possible that they will have health care and, and, the, and the, it will happen or that it could happen. But the, the question is, who is manning this? Who is holding this? Because the people that like, I, I think that there definitely should be wrestlers that kind of do consulting with it, but I don't think it should be run by a, by a former wrestler at all. No, but I do think that in order for this to sort of an act happen, it would have to be a sort of a major star. I feel like a lot of the people in the company don't really want to man this because they don't want to put their careers on the line. Like mm-hmm. I couldn't see I couldn't see a Finn Balor or a Drew McIntyre deciding to really go for bad for this because I think they would be erased off the face of the earth. Um, <laughs> could I see a John Cena or Roman Reigns or a Ronda Rousey? doing something like this and advocating for something like this. Yes, I could see that as well, but I could also see it happening back behind the scenes. I could see even triple H who was, who's you know part of corporate now, but was once a WWE superstar who kind of understands both ways has had both quads torn, who has lost friends and lost family and lost all these other people to this business has got, had to probably gone to more funerals than he'd like to in the last decade or so um, advocating for this and figuring out how to sort of put this in motion it's a uh, it's something that well while it probably WWE could go on forever and not include this and it'll still be fine. It would still be the million dollar company. All these people would still be paid insanely amounts of money. They would still have, you know, they would still wrestle for a living and 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 may enjoy it or may not enjoy it. But to me in terms of I mean and this has been going on for the last 50 years. To me this is something that I feel like morally it should happen. Ethically, it should happen. Um, and to sort of preserve the talent that we all hold near. I think the 80s are a different time now than they are mm-hmm. than they are now. And, and a lot of drugs and a lot of different things are going on in the 80s that are not prominent now. And I think WWE superstars take a lot better care of themselves now in this decade than they have more than 20 years ago, which is why I think they'll probably live longer lives. But to sort of ensure their superstars and to ensure these type of things and be able to help them when they're down because they are putting their lives on the line every night and they are putting their bodies on the line every night. Some healthcare wouldn't hurt, bro. Like it actually probably wouldn't. It'd probably be the best thing for them. It, it, it would probably be crazy. I don't know how much money they'd lose doing that, which is probably the, the, that's the big, that's the big hang up. That's the big thing. But they're already a billion dollar, multi million dollar company, and I feel like it would be. And they're about to make more money when the advertisements yeah. roll, roll in. And 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 they're about to make more money. And I don't think I think if you make this all about the money and this is a business and be treating these people such as such, you can't hold them to the sort of standards that you hold them. People should be able to come and go as they want. People should be able to be booked however they want or seek whatever you know advert you know sponsors or things that they want and should be able to live their lives that way. Um, that's just my take on it. I, I just want I want them to point. I want them to keep that energy for everybody else. UFC, who makes them wear? Do they make? Don't they make them wear Reebok stuff and tap out shit? Right. 
like uh, AEW, who uh, Lord knows what they do, but they had a lot. I'm of, sure they had a lot of shit to say. Well, AEW, well, AEW has an opportunity as a new company to decide to see how they go about this. But you know, they're they're a new company, so I'm not sure if this will be enacted immediately. But if there's any, if they wanted to step up on the WWE, this is it. Um, yeah, for sure. Uh, but yeah, that check check out that segment. Uh, it, I believe it's on the HBO YouTube at this point. Uh, yeah, it's it's fully there. It's yeah. the full segment in all of its glory. Uh, twenty three minutes. Let us know how you feel about it. Um, at OG, OG Johnny Five and at Meals TV. Uh, one more thing before we we move on. Did you see this thing that Tommaso Ciampa said? Speaking of healthcare, uh, he, that he said on uh, Twitter the other day. Yes, I did. He said uh, he wrote in May 20 May of 2017. They told me that no one has ever had three surgeries in a 12 week span and returned at a competitive level. I, could, I returned to the most successful run of my career this week. I should be preparing to walk into the main event of takeover New York on WrestleMania weekend as the NXT champion. That match meant to me uh, meant more to me than anyone will ever understand. The opportunity was taken away from me in March of 2019. They told me that if I return, I will be on borrowed time to be continued. Really heavy stuff there from Tommaso Ciampa. Um, I mean, I've, I have no doubt about it that it, he's on borrowed time. This is his second neck surgery. Yes. Um, I'm surprised. I mean, if Kurt Angle could wrestle as long as he did, and he's wrestled for the last 20 years, and he started out, he's wrestling in the Olympics with a broken neck. And this has been plaguing his career, and you kind of see where it goes now. He's 50. He kind of moves awkwardly, all these other things. He's had to go through drug addictions and sort of come off of that and all this other of the sort. Um, Tommaso Ciampa is very well on, 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 on borrowed time. I don't think there's been a WWE superstar who's had the sort of um, the amount of neck issues and neck injuries that had and managed to stuck around for another decade besides maybe Kurt Angle. Um, It's tough for Ciampa as well, because I, I think in good faith that if the doctor is telling him that, um, I don't think this is a Daniel Bryan situation. You know, I think that this is literally, this is his neck. Uh, the same thing that, that Edge went through and, and, and things Edge of that nature. and Paige and, yeah. and Stone Cold Steve Austin and I, a lot of other people. If the doctors are telling him that, then, in, then I don't think in good faith they will clear him to do anything. And, and it really does suck. But I what, I, kid, yeah. what I did want to ask is if he doesn't, uh, if he isn't able to, and, and I, I don't want that to be a thing, I, I do want to see Champa come back. I, I did enjoy you know, his, his heel run. But if he does, if he isn't able to, do you think he steps into a producer agent role or does he go into commentary or does he become a manager? Like, what do you think? You know, I don't really fully know all of his strengths, but I definitely know he's very good at wrestling. So maybe probably some, somewhere in the back. Um, as I say, you know, as I said, with probably the page thing a number of years back, I'm like, this is to me, this is an opportunity um, you've been wrestling all your life. If wrestling is what you want to continue with, then by all means do that. But this, this is also an opportunity to seek sort of your life and get sort of fulfillment outside of that. Right. Whereas wrestling could become a sort of sport that could become encompassing on your life and you kind of don't really see things outside of it. And oftentimes I, be like, I also feel like wrestlers don't even really see the world moving around them because of how much they're moving. You don't really have the time to stop and really kind of assess things in the world and assess things in life as you're continuously moving 300 days a year, every weekend, go, 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 go. You have an opportunity to take a step back and decide how I want to live a civilian life and what else things that I'm good at. Um, I believe that is still something on the line that people can sort of do um 
I feel like Paige in itself, while Paige is still much so WWE, I think she's, you know, she's managed to become an Instagram <laughs> celebrity in a sense. I mean, she's and got her own clothing line, all that stuff. She's, she's got, she's, she's, while WWE has provided the platform, she's sort of taking that to the next level and she's going to continue to take that to the next level. And the same thing we saw with Nikki Bella, who, you know, while she has retired from WWE, she has used that. She's probably going to go into acting. She's apparently doing podcasting, but she has her own clothing line and she's sort of living out her dreams. It, you you have an opportunity for that as well. I don't think because you're a wrestler, you're tied into wrestling. But if it if it's what you love, man, then by all means, you know, give back to it. Yeah, give back. All right. So that was No Holds Bar for this week going into WrestleMania uh, weekend. After the break, we will return with our predictions of NXT TakeOver New York, a show that is emanating from the Barclays Center. Uh, we're going to talk about the whole card there, and then we're going to talk about WrestleMania 35 after that. So after this break, we'll be right back with NXT. They didn't roll out the red carpet for me like they did for you. I didn't get the debut in front of 15,000 people in New York and get a top spot immediately in NXT. No, my story started June 2015 at my tryout where I was told no. But you know what? I didn't take no for an answer, okay? I fought for one chance, and that chance came at the first ever Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic. I fought so hard that they chanted Johnny Wrestling. I fight for everyone out there who's ever been told no. I fight for everyone who's ever been told that their dream will not come true. I fought and I earned everything I have because this place, this place is my life. I will fight to fulfill my destiny. And Johnny Wrestling will finally become NXT Champion. All right, we're back on the A Show WrestleMania Weekend Prediction Show. This is this is like the the uh, the main event, so to speak. Or actually, no, this is like the, the pre pre show pre card. Uh, first up, what we're gonna do. We're going to go over our predictions for NXT TakeOver New York, which will emanate from the Barclays Center. And uh, on Friday night, very different for TakeOver. It's on a Friday night instead of a Saturday night this year. Is that You think that's going to change anything, Mills? Um, it gives me something to do on a Friday night, I'll tell you that. Um, no, not really. I mean, it's, it's to me, it's the, the energy is probably even better. Um, it's, it's much better. I don't know if it's much better, but it just feels it, it. It feels fresh. I'm with it. Yeah, it's. I mean, it changes the, changes the dynamic. I don't know how they do this um, later on this when year. Friday Night SmackDown is on. Yeah, that's that's going to be a very weird dynamic. I don't. I'm know sure they change it to Saturday. It's not. <laughs> they have to. They, yeah, I'm sure they change it back to Saturday. I think they only did Friday because they didn't want people falling asleep at the Hall of Fame ceremony on Friday and then having to work again. Um, the following day and then potentially having to work again the following day like but then it's kind of weird i don't know where they're doing the hall of fame ceremony is it at the barclays because then you kind of have to transform the barclays into just like auditorium thing between having the middle of a show um so i'm interested in like the whole crew work aspect of that where they're like they're flipping usually when it's takeover and then it's a pay-per-view you don't really you just you know add more seats 
Um, yeah, it's it's in Barclays. Yeah, with the Hall of Fame ceremony, you kind of got to like transform into this like auditorium esque with a stage, etc. Like it might still have the takeover logo at the Hall of Fame ceremony, like or something <laughs> like that. But um, I'm sure, but I'm sure they'll be working on that. WrestleMania is at you know MetLife Stadium. So I'm sure there's multiple crews working on multiple things, but it's just an interesting take. And then they got to transform it back from Monday Night Raw, you know, to SmackDown. SmackDown. Yeah, it, it, I mean, and then even then, like later this year or next year when they do this again, like if they do do it that way, they got the SmackDown set is more than likely going to be different because of the Fox money. The Fox bag is coming in, so it's going to be super, super interesting. Um, I also have an uh, issue with it being like TakeOver New York instead of Brooklyn, even though it's technically in the same place TakeOver Brooklyn takes place in. You, you semantics, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, uh, you can't call it Brooklyn though, huh? No, I mean, eh, uh, I'm sure they anticipated on getting MSG and just couldn't because things. Um us with the Nassau, fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and looking at this card, just I mean, just on paper, uh, I mean, I think you probably agree with me, Mill. This looks like probably one of the strongest takeovers ever. Uh, I mean, I, I, we talked about it last week. We were at the bathroom breaks. There are absolutely none on this card. Everything yeah. is friggin' incredible. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm gonna be there. It's gonna be in, it's gonna be fun. Um, but yeah, I mean, let's let's get into the card. Yeah, let's go right into it. Uh, first match that we have on, on here right now is uh, the War Raiders versus Aleister Black and Ricochet for the NXT Tag Team Championships. Uh, as we all know, Aleister Black and Ricochet won the Dusty Rose uh, Classic Invitational Tag Team Tournament. I'm pretty sure I said that all fucking wrong. But uh, um, they basically earned them a spot to face the War Raiders in what seems to be Aleister Black and Ricochet's uh, final match in NXT altogether. What, what are your thoughts on their NXT tenure uh and, and that being Ricochet and Aleister Black you know I thought um you know Ricochet hasn't been there for that long it's probably been it's he first debuted last in the year. probably last year at NXT New Orleans uh, New Orleans yeah it was New it was Orleans. Orleans so was first match. for him to be there only a year and still have all this sort of glow and sort of a praise around him and especially him now heading to the main roster is incredible and I think everything that they've done with him from his intro feud with Velveteen Dream to his you know North American title to everything of the sort is kind of like a fantastic first year and if he they managed to kept him for another year I'm pretty sure he would have won the NXT championship at some point um Aleister Black also feels like someone who could have been in the same you know shoes as Ricochet and could have really just lasted on the roster a year because he's that you know distinct and that cool of a talent um but you know he did last a little bit longer and there's nothing wrong with that he became NXT champion he became you know all these other things like that I like the way they're going out it's not something where it's just like the NXT championship match, which, you know, telegraphs it a little bit too hard, especially for something that's so prestigious and something like that. Um, but it is a cool way to go out, especially if you're going against the war Raiders who are a formidable tag team. Well, I don't like to admit it. Um, yeah, I, I, I mean, as far as their tenure, I think that both of them came in as stars. I, th- I, I mean, I can just remember when Alistair debuted and they, they did the, the rise up from the stage thing and the crowd completely popped. Like, you know, it was, it was a moment, you know, the same way that the Finn Balor introducing the demon was a moment at that time as well. And Ricochet, I mean, like you said, like, what can you say about this guy? Like within the first couple of months of him being there, he won a title. 
uh, he was the no, he was the guy that on on the touring brand as far as uh, NXT goes, he made them the most money out of everyone. <laughs> like he was selling out shows all over the loops. Like this is this guy is, is someone who actually did turn the corner for NXT. It's not a surprise that they want him on the main roster that that you know that quickly. And also surprising that he backed completely like went around 205 Live. I mean, a lot of people thought that's where he was going to be like bookmarked to go, and he didn't go to 205 Live at all. Didn't even sniff it. Well, yes. Um, <laughs> you know, but it, I don't know if I ever expected him to go to 205 Live. I felt like he was more like a, and you know, even though Neville did go to 205 Live, I always felt like he was more of a Neville character or even a Seth Rollins to the sense, something who just happened to be a high flyer, but still can kind of do both. And the way he's been hanging in the ring with all of the heavyweights, I don't really see how he could have gone to 205. I feel like you leave a lot of money on the table, especially if you put him on 205 Live. 205 Live, while there's no disrespect to the people involved, it's not for people who are, like, going, you know, that feels like the—I feel like the company feels like it's going to make them a ton of money. I feel like 205 Live are for people who just, like, you know, it's the workers' brand. It's for people who work. It's for people who do that. Now, you could get on that roster and change that, I'll you know— uh, you know, a la Ali. Um, that was a tongue tie right there. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know what? Ricochet, if, if they go to the main roster, if they start on the main roster and the shakeup is coming up pretty soon, so hopefully they'll find actual space on the roster. I'm all for it. Um, as far as the War Raiders, they've really been like, you know, when they have these Dusty Rose tag team tournament things, the, the tag team champions tend to take like a backseat and the tag team champions don't really like do anything. And that's kind of where, you know, situations go awry. Um, but you know, they're, they're exciting nonetheless. So I anticipate, you know, whatever will happen with them. <laughs> I, I love the war Raiders. Um, I think they have a great look. I don't think they've, they've been given a lot to work with uh, on NXT so far. So like you said, like, you know, they are spectacular, but I could see how someone would not think that, they were very spectacular. I think, do we both agree that they're going to win this match? Yeah, I agree. They're going to win this match. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I just do. It's interesting to see now the dusty Rhodes tag team classic thing being on the, being awarded on the actual show yeah. instead of, you know, on, on the full sale show, as opposed to the NXT New York stage. I think I would have appreciated even if the war Raiders were in that tournament, to be honest with you, I thought that could have been a cool aspect to it. Um, Didn't they put Undisputed Era in it last year? Yeah, or something. It wasn't. There was definitely a pair of tag team champions that were featured in the tournament one year. I'm sure of it. And I think it might have even been the revival during the first or second. Yeah. And then they lost to like DIY or something like that. Like they were, you know, I I thought that would be a cool aspect. I feel like the, the prize being in a shot at the NXT Tag Team Championships kind of like it's not as prestigious as winning the trophy, but here we are nonetheless. All right, next match on the card. Uh, Shayna Baszler versus Io Shirai versus Bianca Belair versus Kyrie Sane uh, for the NXT Women's Championship. Now, this match has been built over the past three months uh, with almost all of these women, except for Io, getting a one-on-one shot uh, with Shayna, to, uh, who was the two-time uh, NXT Women's Champion, to try and take the belt off of her. She won the belt back at, uh, at Evolution last October, and uh, since then, she's been on a dominant reign. Hasn't been on TV that much, which I think is very interesting, but I th- also think it's really cool that the other women have been featured uh, a lot more heavily. 
I think me and me and Mills have kind of like had her earmarked to be called up, you know, any day now. It hasn't happened yet. Um, possibly, I think every every takeover we're like, okay, she's gonna get called up now. I think this one might be the one. Um, very interesting match also because it's the first time Io and Kyrie will be going against each other, and this will probably be Bianca's biggest test to be in like a multi woman match where she'll probably have to bust out some new stuff and we'll probably see some new things from her. Uh, being the most powerful woman, kayfabe wise, in the match. Uh, what do you feel about this match, Meals? And um, like, do you think this is going to be Shayna's last match? You know, I think it should be Shayna's last match. Um, whether it actually happens, I'm not completely sure, but I do think it should be her last match, especially considering kind of what's going on with Ronda and her potentially leaving after Mania. I think it's just a great opportunity to do it, you know, just to tag out and have her sort of dominate the division from there on out. Um I think she's done all that she can in NXT and she's done all that she can probably like three months ago. (laughs) And it's a, I I, I see the only reason they're keeping her there is for the, um, the other two, Jessamine and, and um, what's her face? Jessamine and and Marina. Marina. Yeah. Sort of keeping them there to kind of like, you know, add a level of, star power or maybe just like a little bit of a presence to those because when she leaves they're staying i'm sure they're staying <laughs> because they're not ready uh um, no, well i mean they've already had them lose to Kyrie and eo countless times i think that what they i i really feel like booking probably wanted them to be more powerful and dominant and then just we're just like fuck it <laughs> they're yeah, just like no mind. i think i honestly think they need to go through a few more reps and it may not even be on nxt tv it may be just through you know the live events and go through those things so eventually when they're called up which i do think will be sometime within the next year um because they're just great like it, it, the same way they were sort of introduced on the nxt shows the same way they could be introduced on the main roster show is sort of helping Shayna get out of a you know get out of a jam but yeah i mean It'll be interesting to see where they go um, um, or where she goes after this. If they really keep her, I don't think they're keeping her on the roster. I think Triple H is like, all right, enough is enough. Let's get her out of here. Yeah, um, she's, she's got to go. I, I think that uh, EO, Kyrie, and Bianca as, as your top programs, and I mean, honestly, just introducing more women up to the top. Uh, you have so many women that have signed since Shane has been there. I mean, you have Deanna Perrazzo that's, that's still there. Um, and a lot of women that have been there for years, I, I see they're, they're giving a renewed push to Vanessa Bourne and Aaliyah uh, in the past couple of weeks as well. That, you know, people that can really fill in these people spots. People that are push. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> we talk shit about Aaliyah. You know, she's been there five years, but, you know, they're giving her wins and they, they have a character for her. So, I mean, we'll see if this experiment happens again with her as a heel. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, as far as the future, I, I still think that it's as bright as it's ever been. I think you have two really strong uh, female competitors. And, again, if this is Kyrie's last match, too, I mean, <laughs> having EO be the, you know, the centerpiece of the division isn't a bad thing either. Right. It might be, quite honestly, it might be Kyrie's last one, too, because I think Kyrie is ready to go to the main roster as well and has been ready for quite some time, you too. Um it, so I I don't know if they'll stagger it. It feels like a better idea to probably stagger it. But, I mean, it might be Shayna Baszler and it might be Kyrie's last match on NXT. So, I mean, we have to look into that as well. And we might get an EO versus Bianca Belair um, sort of program moving forward. Um, you know, which is, which is, to me, it's fine. It's two of the most, um, in terms of the NXT women's division, to me, it's two of the most 
popular and two of the most prominent women there because I feel like for the NXT women's division, they really haven't given it enough of a just do. And I think it's, it's, um, it's due for a hard reset in terms of like, let's have one big battle Royale or something along those lines that NXT tends to usually do when they kind of want to do a major reset. Let's have a huge tournament or a battle Royale or something to kind of establish new women on the roster and, and, you know, advocate new threats. And I think, Candice LeRae, you know, who's at the Royal Rumble this year, you know, needs to do something. I think Tanera Conti, who's just been chilling. Um, Mia Yim. I mean, shit, they have Mia Yim. (laughs) Mia Yim now, right. Mia Yim also there, chilling. Um, And Lacey, what's her face? Not Lacey Evans, Lacey Lane, right? Yeah, Lacey Lane. Another really great competitor that I feel like they need to do something with. I think this has all happened after... Um, NXT TakeOver New York. I feel like the women's division definitely needs a hard reset, for sure. Um, there have been rumors uh, on, on both shows that there's going to be a ladder match. Obviously, uh, would be amazing. It has not been announced yet. I think in NXT's case, uh, probably, we're probably set in stone here. <laughs> but there's been rumors that the ladder match for this show will be this match in particular for the women's championship uh, how hard do you think? Just looking at this card, you know, a lot of the, a lot of times the the ladies have even uh, have either come close to or actually just overshadowed the men in these takeover events. It happened the, in a long time, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah, but it's like, you know, <laughs> how hard do you think it's going to be for them to steal the show on this card? It's going to be pretty tough, to be honest with you. Everyone's kind of a major worker, and everyone has been working. Everyone else on this card has been working for NXT or just working in the business for a long time. Like none of these, it's probably the least um, least tenured one on this card. Maybe Velveteen Dream, and he's still friggin' incredible. I mean, so, B- Bianca too. Bianca too. Again, still incredible. Um, if they added the stipulation for a ladder match, I think it'd be a great pot for the Brooklyn crowd. I thought it'd be a great way to sort of do this and and. And you have a way where Shayna Baszler loses without getting pinned, and you have a way that no one really looks crazy being choked out. Um, and that's why I don't like the ladder match stipulation there, because Shayna needs to lose definitively either to uh, EO, who's pinned her. She'll lose on the main roster, just like all the other undefeated folks on NXT. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure she'll lose pretty handsomely on but, the main but she, roster. But she's not undefeated. I mean, obviously, she's been pinned before. I just think that she needs to go out I mean, it's on her back, so to speak. I, I think that you know, if this is her, like, I, I have less of a, I have less, uh, less of a penchant for believing this is her last match. If it's a ladder match, than if it was a straightforward match, because she still has to go a, out. Every everyone in NXT goes out on the back. I think if it was a one-on-one match, yes. If it wasn't, I, and you, they they might still put her on the next tapings or something. Like l- legitimately, just be like, okay, Shayna Baszler, Kyrie saying one more time. Um, you know, winner gets winner becomes you know number one contender or gets a shot or something along those lines, and that's how it kind of goes. Because I feel like Kyrie saying also needs an, a measure of victory or Io Shirai at this point. Yeah, um, Kyrie needs revenge at this point. I, I think that she's kind of been put to the back burner. So kind of like what they did with Bobby and, and Roddy. Um, yeah, where Bobby got called up and then Roddy, you know, got his you know revenge eventually. So I think they could do something like that, but it's uh yeah, it'll be interesting to see where they all go. It'll be, yeah, it'll be tough to see how they how they how they finish up. Okay, 
Uh, I, I, I mean, I think NXT booking is rarely ever super surprising. Uh, I mean, I think Gargano, Gargano winning the North American title was probably the most surprising thing I'd have seen from this, from this place in a very long time. Uh, I do think that they will go, they, they will err on the side of being the, on, on the right side of history. And I think Io Shirai wins this in New York. I'm going to go with, I'm also going to go with Io Shirai. Yeah, I'm going to go with Io Shirai. I think if you want to, if you want to put somebody in, in the top of your division and you, and you want to have great matches, you have her with the belt for a, a long time. Right. Definitely have her with the belt. Uh, next match. Very interesting. I think this is sneakily the most interesting match of the, of the weekend in, of this card. Uh, Velveteen Dream versus Matt Riddle for the NXT North American Championship. Uh, the big question is, is it too soon or, or do you have Matt Riddle lose here uh, after being undefeated? Yeah, why the hell not? I mean, to be honest with you, um, I'm not for the major undefeated streaks. I think Me they either. don't. I don't. I think they make characters incredibly one-dimensional, and it doesn't add to a lot to them, and it doesn't give them, especially Matt Riddle, who needs, you know, if it, I won't say he's an underdog babyface, but he needs that sort of build and sort of uh, to come from under and things like that. Um, I, I don't like. I'm not in favor of it. I don't. You know, this is a big show for Matt Riddle to lose at, which is why it's very, very interesting. Um, mm-hmm. If he does lose, especially Velveteen Dream, who has lost like a jillion times. Um, but I think, to me, whether I weigh the stakes, North American champion with Matt Riddle or North American champion with Velveteen Dream. It's, it's, it's definitely interesting because, you know, giving Velveteen a one-month reign is doesn't help him at all. It just kind of furthers his... You know, like you said, like he's a, he's a big loser, but I think also that is within his character because he he's so uh, self self absorbed that he doesn't care about shit like that, which I get. But I do think he needs a big win against a big guy that's not just Johnny Gargano. You know, and, and that's only because Johnny was about to get called up. You know, at that time anyway. Mm-hmm. But, um, but again, like you said, Riddle losing here. He's been there about nine months. Well, what, what, like eight or nine months at, at this point now. I don't think it hurts him at all. Um, I, I think he will he will give, and I'll say this right now. I think he and Velveteen will have Velveteen's best match that that he's ever had. I, I think just their oh, styles. Wow. I mean, I I don't think that we've seen the Matt Riddle that we that people have been clamoring and 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 hyping up yet. And, so you and think I, he'd give Matt Riddle his best match because Velveteen Dream has had bangers, by the way. No, I I think that really they'll they'll both give each other the best match. Let, let me I misspoke. I think that that really like Riddle hasn't been he's been he's been kind of thrown into matches where it's like the only time I actually felt like or saw the Riddle that I had been seeing in PWG and you know in, in, in other indies was the the Fatal Five Way from a couple of weeks ago, mm. and and now it's like we'll finally get to see him in a one on one match with someone that's not like in all respect to Catches Ono who's a great performer not where he was <laughs> a couple of years ago. But now he'll he'll be able to kind of show show off against a, a younger guy that is is a lot more uh, athletic and, and that has a lot more to prove in uh, Velveteen Dream. So my prediction here is that Velveteen Dream will win. I'm also, you know what? I don't like to go against the Dream. I feel like Riddle's going to take the W in this. I, I don't wow. know why. I just wow. feel like I love Velveteen Dream. I just think Matt Riddle's going to win this. I don't know why. 
I don't know what's the hunch. I just feel like they're going to let him run with this. Yeah, especially, and we'll talk about it later, especially if there's an outcome that I think is going to happen in, in the main event. I, I, I think that they'll let Riddle run with this belt for a while because I do think Riddle will be there for a while. I feel like we've said so many people are going to run with this belt for a while, and literally everyone has lost in their first title defense. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, wait, um, Ricochet did. Did he? He did. No, 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 no. He, he, he beat Pete Dunne in the, in the uh, winner. No, no, he didn't beat Pete Dunne in the winner. No, they ball. didn't. No, they didn't at all. Who did, uh, he, who, who did Ricochet face? He faced literally one person. <laughs> As for, I mean, he faced two people for the championship. Only one of them was an actual match, and he lost to, um, what's his face? Gargano. Um, Gargano. I never th- even thought about that. He just kind of had it for a minute, huh? Yeah, he had it for a minute, same as Adam Cole. Uh, yeah, he well, he, well Dream, he, he didn't have the title with Dream. He beat Cole for the title. Then it was War Games. Yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. He beat Tyler Breeze. <laughs> he beat Tyler Breeze. That wasn't for no damn title. It was for the title. I don't remember that. It was Tyler a- Breeze doesn't count. He's like <laughs> D'Lo Brown. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. He had the belt for 161 days. I believe it. That's crazy. Uh, but, yeah, I, yeah, you're right. I, I, I think someone should have a, a prolonged uh, – well, no, Adam Cole did defend it more than five times. I do know that. On live events or like? No, on TV. He, he defended it at the NXT UK event. Um, where else did he defend it at? He, he beat a couple of people for that belt or, or to defend that belt. Uh, Oni Lorcan at one point t- tried to go against him for the, for the title. He beat him. Uh, a couple of people. There, were, there was a couple of people that he, that he did beat for, uh, or he did defend the title against. We shall see. We shall See, yeah, I, I think it's very surprising you picked Matt Riddle, especially because of how much you love you love Dream. I love the Dream. I just think it's Matt Riddle. I I, I don't know why. It's just unfortunately it is. Uh, next match for the NXT UK Heavyweight Championship: Pete Dunne versus Walter. Now, if there's a match of the weekend that I am very excited for, it is this fucking match right here. Um, Pete Dunne and, and, and Walter have been kind of circling each other for the past couple of months ever since he debuted earlier this year at uh, NXT UK TakeOver. They've had tag matches together, and at this point, the mutual respect has become uh, total hatred between the two men. Uh, I watched their contract signing from a week ago on NXT UK. thought it was a tremendous angle, especially having Walter uh, speak and call Pete Peter, <laughs> which was pretty fucking hilarious. Um, I, I just think that there's a, a lot of potential for this to be the match of the weekend. And also, I mean, with, with Pete Dunne holding that title for over 600 days, the potential history... Over for, 700 days. Oh, yeah, over 700 days. The potential for history to be made in this match is fucking colossal, especially having, you know, if, if you have Walter win uh, this match. And, I mean, just to... I mean, words can't be expressed just how incredible Pete Dunne has been as the UK champion. I I mean, it's become synonymous with him to a point where I feel as though if he loses this match, I mean, it's still going to be looked at as his belt. Like that, that is just his championship. I think um, just what Pete Dunne has done with this championship. I mean, 
I don't think I would have been mad if he had lost it like 400 days ago, but also it's not his, his title reign has just been incredible in his entire run itself. It's he's been synonymous, synonymous with NXT UK from the days before it was a, you know, a brand to the days that it was a brand and now everything in between. And just that they're getting this opportunity in New York is even insane in itself. Um, I think this is it for Pete Dunn though. I think, quite frankly, I think it should be it for Pete Dunn. I think yeah. at, at some point it's like you've done so much, you've done what you can do. It's time for somebody else now. It's time for other people to step in the forefront and and challenge for this championship. And Walter is a major colossal hurdle to get over. But I think you do much better for the roster if you decide to go that way. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think it's. If I had a pick, it's just it's all Walter. I think it's time. It's it's unfortunately Pete Dunn's time to bow out. How many times has Pete Dunn lost in the last three years? I don't remember. Like once during the U- NXT UK, he might have lost on. I think NXT Ricochet. TV. Yeah, I think he lost to Ricochet once on NXT TV. Maybe, maybe. maybe. He hasn't lost, like, I, he's been damn near undefeated. Not, I'm going to say he's undefeated, but, like, he's been damn near, like, protected the most. Like, he's been, like, Brock Lesnar protected on on the. I would say that. I think he's just really, really good. I think it's a difference between. Um, well, I mean, being protected is, is a, you know, is an admission that you are that good. I mean, I, I think that, you know, you don't hold it to the champion. And even even in the, in the days and weeks leading to all of his title defenses, he doesn't get penned. So... Right? According to the Internet Wrestling Database, because I got to do my Googles. Shout out um, to them. Shout out to them. Um, Pete Dunn has had seven matches on NXT UK, six matches on NXT UK. He has lost. He's No, he has had seven. He's lost one. Um, he has had. Was it a tag match? Let me see. Let me actually pull it up. Shout out to the the Internet Wrestling Database. It was the first time. Listen, it's WrestleMania weekend. It's time to start using this thing. Um, He lost to... It was a... Where is it? I'm bugging right now. Hold on. I think it had to be a tag match. I think I watched that show. Walter, he defeats that, defeats that, defeats that. Where the hell did he lose? Why why wouldn't they put the losses here? Um, I'll let you know. But... Um, I, I, I do think that it, it is it is time. I, I think I, I agree with you here. It is Walter's time. I, I think you give these guys 20, 20 minutes. Do not give them 40 minutes like he had at NXT UK uh, TakeOver. Please do not. I think a good 15 to 10-minute match, uh, even even going to 20, stretching it with a Walter match, do, mm-hmm. do like 10 to, 10 to 15. That's really all you need. I think you put over how dominant Walter is. If you want to keep it a hundred, if you he did lose a tag, it was a tag match, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember it was a tag match with him and Walter, right? It, no, it was a tag match with um, Joe Coffey, Mark Coffey, and Wolfgang defeated Pete Dunne, Trent Severn, and Tyler Bate in a six-person tag for the NXT, you know, tapings. This might have been before the NXT Takeover Blackpool show. Okay, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Um, but I, I, I think that you know, you, you, if you even do five minutes and have Pete Dunne get taken out, literally. <laughs> like a squash match, I think that's even that even makes Walter look better. Yeah, I agree. Like I think that makes him look like like a like a king, and and, and I think I would be I'd be okay with that too. And it, it would still the show in a different way. In that Pete Dunne has never been dominated like that before. Right. 
Uh, so main event time, Adam Cole versus Johnny Gargano in a two out of three falls match for the NXT Championship. Of course, uh, this match is happening because Tommaso Ciampa had to get neck surgery um, a couple of weeks ago, which uh, vacated the NXT title. The match was originally going to be Johnny Gargano versus Tommaso Ciampa, and what I'm guessing would have been like a winner-take-all situation. Uh, the storyline was, of course, that Johnny was playing possum the whole time with Tommaso, joining his side just to turn on him in the same way that he did to, uh, that he did to Johnny a couple of years ago. I feel now, like this still makes Johnny Gargano look like a dickhead, but whatever. What uh, the the fact that he get the title match? The fact that he he doesn't really have a distinct character of his own. He kind of just like he 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 turned evil for the sake of winning this belt, and then he couldn't win the belt, and then he did it in more chicanery to actually win a belt and then he lost it and decided that he didn't he actually needed this other person because um actually when he had the alliance with champa he would be he would do better like that's when he would actually win that was the so, ploy. i thought i thought that was the plan i thought that was his that was his ploy like i honestly do feel like still that feels whole, like he's a loser well sure but i still feel like the storyline is that he's been playing possum this whole time he lost the velveteen on, a, on like a kind of like a nothing show uh not a nothing show but like on, on tv he lost the velveteen and that was part of his plan what was to have champa think that he needed him and then when he was the most vulnerable he would try and take his title um sounds which, evil <laughs> Which again, I mean, you know, it, it plays into Johnny becoming what he hated to get back at the the guy that he hated the whole time. Whatever and they it, did, I feel like they haven't even decided to like remedy that. No, like, they didn't. I mean, his promo on on the on what is pretty much the go home show. I don't think there's going to be a, a a. There's one more. There's one more show next week, but it's not a. It's, it's going to be video packages and shit. It's going to be no Bianca versus EO is on this show. Yeah, but I mean, as far as the dudes, the guys, I think all of those, all those segments were filmed on that episode we're talking about, but they were, they moved them around, I think. But I think this is going to be just a bunch of video packages and shit. And with that match. We uh, shall see. Book, yeah, yeah. I did, I, no doubt in my mind. Yes. But um, even, even on his, his, his kind of go home promo for that Adam Cole match, he's a face again. Right. <laughs> he's like, he's like, he's Johnny wrestling again. And, and um, again, they didn't even get to finish the fucking storyline anyway. It's 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 terrible. You know, let's just move on from it. We're not we now have the match between Cole and Gargano for the first time ever. This one's going to go 40 to 45 minutes. So if you have to go pee, I would like like I said last week, you should probably do it during the first fall meals. They're gonna do that weird shit that they do in ironic wrestling where the first two falls happen within the first five minutes, and I'm just gonna be like, you know what, whatever. Maybe I didn't deserve this, but yes, I, I'm definitely going to go pee during this match. Um, I, I think this is going to be, again, Adam Cole, for someone who a lot of people weren't big fans of coming into this as far as his in-ring, he has become just such a fully fleshed out character and a better wrestler since being on NXT. I think this is going to be his major test. Uh, on, I feel like he, hell yes. he can still go a bit further. I feel like this, this is uh, the match for that. Yeah, but this was in response to it wasn't like it was planned so but i do feel adam cole is fantastic do i feel like he's fully like fleshed to where he is nah i feel like there's definitely more to go because i feel like while he has been good i feel like they haven't highlighted undisputed era in a way that's like besides possibly the two war games matches they haven't highlighted them in a way where they're like a dominant force in nxt like they could be they had all the belts 
at one point, except for the t- except for the championship. But they again, they still would like it, it to me, and just sort of the main sort of like how Champa and Gargano were the sort of main two figures on the show. Like they haven't had that sort of opportunity, which I think they do, which I, I think they could. And then they also haven't been featured on every show as well. So it's kind of like, yeah, we'll see what happens. I do feel like this is the opportunity for Adam Cole to become fully flush. I don't think he's fully flush now. I think if he was fully flushed as like in, in what terms, I mean, I think as a heel, you pretty much know he's a chicken shit, uh, jock type idiot character that uh cheats to win and stuff like that I, I think that's been his character i mean i i, w- I want to know like what more fully fleshed can he get uh than, than what he is other than turning into a face i i was like remember i said a couple weeks ago like i felt as though this losing streak he was going on was actually going to lead to something and now they've had to kind of cut it short obviously because of injuries but i i thought that that would have fleshed him out as far as him going into a losing streak and then him finally getting a title and realizing that, you know, the way that he was doing it was the wrong way. So, I mean, that might actually come into play in this match as well, but what more flesh out do you want him to be? I just feel like there's more opportunity for us to know a little bit more and a little bit, uh, get a little bit more into Adam Cole. I feel like he's definitely, don't get me wrong. He's popular shit. Don't get me wrong. He's popular shit. But I just feel like as a character wise, I think, we haven't fully gotten there where I would confidently say, like, yo, fully flushed. Like, uh... To his, cre- to his credit, to, to juxtapose, is Johnny Gargano fully flushed? Yeah. Yes? Yeah. <laughs> like no, a lot. no, he's not. Fully flushed? He's been, a, he's been like, shades of gray. Uh, he's way more than Adam Cole, I'll tell you that. Until you know his where hands. his, until you know you know his motivations, you know that you, what he's willing to do, what he's willing to take. Like from the beginning, he's had probably in NXT the most like actual fully fleshed career arc that there ever has been. As someone who came in as a rookie, had you know did everything that they did to sort of win, um, find out that sometimes being the good guy doesn't mean that you win all the matches and you have the fairy tale endings to having to transform because of that and become way more demonic or just way more evil to do that and then try to like to me that story hasn't ended in a way that i find satisfying but it definitely has happened whereas adam cole come in and he's kind of really just been the same guy since he's kind of been there like it's really and i think um you know we need way more I feel like he could have used way more competition or way more, you know, just people to go against, just a lot of different, you know, characters to go against. Kind of how, like, Velveteen at this point has a match on every NXT TakeOver show or Gargano does. I feel like that should be the role for him as well. But, I mean, we're here. It doesn't matter. I think Adam Cole's going to win. Uh, This one's tough. <laughs> I'll, I'll go against the grain here, and I think... Well, if Adam Cole wins, he becomes a Grand Slam champion in NXT, which is outstanding. Did he? Yes. He won the tag titles last year. He didn't win the tag titles. Yes, he did. He defended the tag titles because What's-His-Face was injured. He's bit. Well, he he's bit. He technically won the tag titles, bro. Nah, he defend. That wasn't winning. He was defending it on behalf of What's-His-Face who was injured against Roddy and... and, and, and what's well, he won, he, he won the Dusty. He won the Dusty. He won the Dusty, yeah, yeah, yeah. But he, he didn't won the win Dusty, the tag title. Won the Dusty, won the North American, and he, he if he won this, he'd be a triple crown then. But they're they're considered they would what they would probably consider that. If he won I looked Dusty. it up because I wanted to be sure as well. That's why I'm saying. 
<laughs> like I looked it up a couple of weeks ago. I was like, yo, would he become a first triple crown champion? But he doesn't really have the tag title. He defended it on behalf of somebody. So if um, so if Kofi wasn't in the outcome of a tag title match, uh then big so you think they're freebirding it? So I, I, I thought they, I thought that's what it was. That's why I thought that's why I considered him a tag team champion because I thought they've they've always freebirded it because now it's right back to uh, Fish and O'Reilly again. I gotta see. Let me look at this. Let me look at what WWE has. I mean, maybe you're right. Who knows? Because like, because like, if, if, they still consider Big E a tag team champion or Kofi or Xavier, even if they weren't in the outcome of the actual finish of a of a tag match. But I feel like that was established that they were freebirding it. But maybe I'm, I'm I could be wrong. So. Yeah, I could be wrong as well. I could be wrong as well. So, I mean, we'll find <laughs> out. We'll find out. Um, I, I, I have to say, I think Johnny's gonna win this. Huh? I think Johnny's gonna win this match. I would be very. Uh, I'd I would be shocked. I, would, I wouldn't be mad. I would just be like, okay, whatever. <laughs> well, I, well, but the thing is, it's like if they're ready to call him up, he's not gonna win. And I like. I feel as though the the messaging for Ricochet and Black has been a little more direct than it has been for Johnny, if you know what I'm saying. Like, they've been on these loops saying goodbye. Johnny mm. has not. Johnny has not. So it's like, I don't know if they're going to call him up. Hmm. But if they do, there's been rumors that Johnny, Johnny Gargano is going to go to 205 Live. <laughs> I started those rumors. <laughs> <laughs> You know what? I'm not mad at it, brother. I, I think what I'm only mad at. It. I get it now. It's like a victim. It's terrible for him just because someone went down with a neck injury. Now I'm on 205 Live. It doesn't well, even feel like net they right. They need him. They need. They. I think 205. As 205 you already Live see, don't need him, man. Yes, they do. They're rebranding. I mean, obviously Cedric's probably going to be on the way out. Oni's coming in. Kushida's probably going to come into the show. I think. Having letting Johnny do his 20 25 minute bullshit on on uh on 205 Live is way better than him getting four to five minutes on a Monday night at a time or a Tuesday night at a time. Like, I think that he there's obviously you see there's always opportunity for you to go up with Mustafa Ali, and it's been a great it's been a great experiment for them. I think Cedric Alexander is going to be the next example of that. I do think he will be leaving that show after whatever happens with Oni happens, but I think Gargano Oni. Gargano, uh, Gargano, um, Buddy Murphy, Gargano, Nice, Gargano, Kushida, all fucking bang. Gargano, Leo Rush, all fucking bangers. Like I think that I think he could really thrive on, on 205 Live, and I don't think he'd be there that long. I don't know. I mean, would you really does. be OD mad that he's not getting fucking? Would Claymore? I be? Would I be like, OD mad? That, that no. he wouldn't be getting Claymore kicked in the face every Monday. <laughs> would I be OD mad? No, and that wouldn't be the reason I would be mad. But would I be OD mad? No, because I told, I said it from the beginning that this would happen. Um, I, I I do think that, like, honestly, I, it's the best move. Someone has to go to a five live, bro. Somebody has to go. Right. Someone has to go. Like they have to re up that roster. I think. I think losing Ali was was a, was a major blow for them because he did add depth to that and he was able to kind of go in, and intersperse himself into many storylines as far as heels go. But a lot of the people on that roster are getting stale, mm-hmm. and they need to go. I, I think Jack Gallagher he got to go somewhere. I think he needs to go to NXT UK. I think uh, Brian Kendrick he needs to go to Evolve or something. <laughs> I think Brian Kendrick needs to go too. I think they need to get a lot of these old guys out. Like, but this at two five, 
205, you'll have a luxury of being called up. I don't think it's a certain definite. I think when they find that people have superseded the, the role of a cruiserweight and can do that, I think that's when they get called up. But I don't think it's necessarily they get called up because it's, they've been on 205 Live too long. Like, well, I, I mean, I th- well, I, well, in that case, Johnny Gargano could do that. Oh, yeah, Johnny Gargano 100% can do that. I think Mustafa Ali is someone that could do that. I think Cedric Alexander, another great guy. Um, but I do think 205 Live needs Cedric Alexander as much as, like, they've, like, featured him in so many different opportunities over the last two years. Um, they do need him. Um, and, and Buddy Murphy as well. To me, if you 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 if you're planning to take away Buddy Murphy and no, Cedric I don't think Alexander... I don't think they are. Um, then I would say, yeah, with Gargano, but... I mean, I've called this for a while ago. I'm not terribly mad. I kind of get it. I'm the one who's been saying, like, what if they call him up to 205 Live? And everyone's like, you're wiling. Like, nah. 205 Live, how would that work? He's so great. And I was just like, because he's, like, tiny and small. And yeah, he's small, bro. 205 Live. No. Put, I'm, put, I'm, him next to, put him next to Drew McIntyre on Raw, and you'll be like, oh, okay, I get it. <laughs> I've been saying this for years, so. Uh, so... Did this have the potential to steal the show? I think this has the potential to be very long and me lose interest in it in about 25 minutes. Yeah, I'm pretty much... I mean, they would have to go super crazy bananas on this, which I think is all... which is I think can definitely happen, but just the other matches on paper seem way more intriguing than this one. Oh, I think it's, I think it's intriguing because we've never seen it. Uh, I'll be fair. It's intriguing because yeah. we've never seen it. Um, I think it's intriguing. I think the I think what you mean is like the most intriguing part or the most least intriguing part is the fact that we know it's going to take a very long time. It's going to be a very long match. Oh yeah, for sure. All right, that is NXT Takeover New York. After the break, we'll be talking the big boy WrestleMania 35 from MetLife. So uh, we'll be right back on the A Show. And the real breaking news is that when the Raw Women's Champion Ronda Rousey faces the new SmackDown Women's Champion Charlotte Flair, and the man, Becky Lynch, all titles will be on the line. That's right, one woman will bring home all the gold on the grandest stage of them all. Because this Sunday at WrestleMania, three of the WWE's greatest athletes will step foot in that ring. They will put their bodies on the line and leave their hearts and souls on the mat. Because this Sunday at WrestleMania, it's winner takes all. All right, and we're back on the A Show WrestleMania prediction episode. Huge show. It's always as it always is for us uh, on, on these types of events. It's the most exciting show of the year, and we just uh, went over NXT Takeover New York, and now it is time for WrestleMania 35 from MetLife Stadium. It's gonna be pretty cold this weekend, huh? Um, you know, I. I'll be honest with you. I don't even know anymore. I know I'm not going to WrestleMania. I've known that for a long ass time. Um, <laughs> just in life. You know, I've said on this podcast, hey, I'm not going to go to WrestleMania, especially when those tickets end up being fugues. Um, Shut up, Mark. Uh, yeah. 
Um, Sunday, I mean, it won't be as bad as it could be. It's going to be a high of about close to 60 degrees, low of like 47 degrees. So that's not actually bad. Um, I would wear, and this is why I feel like AccuWeather forecast guy, I would wear layers um, because smart people, I mean, to be honest with you, I feel like we have a predominantly black audience on this show, so I can say this confidently. Don't do no white people shit and don't wear not layers. <laughs> they feel temperature a lot different than we feel temperature. I'm just going to keep it. I don't know. I don't know the science behind it. I don't know the biology behind it. I just know black people and white people feel temperature when it gets cold completely differently. One could be brisk and one could be brick. That's kind of how it is. Um, so for WrestleMania, I said dress at a, just don't skip out on layers. You're going to be tight when it's like 10 p.m. and you're freezing your ass off in MetLife Stadium and you're in New Jersey. So, like, you know. Be layered up. Be, be layered, layered up. up. Yeah, layered up. That's all I'll say. Listen, cop a, cop a, um, a lookout T-shirt. Put some over that. Put some over that as well. And, yeah, get, get yourself going. Like, now, now, next year's Mania, Tampa. Can, can, can I just – I'm already planning it, Mills. Are you? Can we just put the bid in? Let's put the bid in. I can't put a bid in unless I know, but I try to put in a bid in for this year. You know how close WrestleMania is to me? Right <laughs> there. I try to put a bid in already. I couldn't get no damn bid. I can't put a bid in unless I know I'm going to the same WrestleMania. This is we're, embarrassing. We're, we're gonna go, we're gonna go to the we're gonna this go to This is Tampa. embarrassing that we're I get, can't even go to WrestleMania in my own damn city. We're gonna go to we're gonna have RNC House in Tampa. We're gonna go to WrestleMania next year. Cause I'm actually gonna help to get the tickets. I'm gonna be on the. I'm gonna be on the site. With, I'm gonna get the computer. I'm gonna have the computers puting. Mm-hmm. And we're and People gonna help this year. That's all I'm saying. Um, <laughs> I'm looking at resale on WrestleMania right now. Um, let's talk about it because I'm going on. You know, a, a website that does not currently sponsor this podcast, but they should. So I won't actually say their names. Um, cheap seats. Uh, space seats. Are going um, about in the two hundred to three hundred dollar range. So you're up in the sky, you're up in space, you're there with God chilling. Um, cold as shit because you're cold as hell. Cold as hell. I'm sure that Undertaker pyro is going to hit you wild crazy up there, like they did at WrestleMania 24 when they almost killed all the people. I was there. I saw it happen. (laughs) I literally saw it happen. I was like, is that part of the show? (laughs) When Charlotte, when Charlotte's pyro goes off and you don't have anywhere to run. that's where it'll hit you. You'll get that for $200 to $300. Um, somewhere closer to the stage where maybe you can, you know, if they do a shield entrance somewhere um, in the in the lower level, the 100 levels, the 100 levels are going anywhere between, like, it looks like 600 to, like, $900. Um, and the ground level, oof, if you got a stack, you're in there. Like, if you got a clean stack, and that's with all the fees all included, maybe, like, a, a you know, 1G, to like twelve hundred dollars, you get you on the floor. Um, if you ever wanted to know a trick that I learned, and I learned this from someone who's actually a friend of the podcast, that hopefully we'll get on one day, um, but I won't say their names because it's a very like, whoa, <laughs> I didn't, <laughs> I didn't know you did that type of shit. Um, buy a very cheap floor seat ticket. Okay, like. Floor seats um, for NXT TakeOver Brooklyn last year, like, you get a 
you get you'll be far back, but it was like ninety three dollars. Okay. Then walk around and look for seats no one is sitting in on the floor level and sit in them. <laughs> hey, my man had great pictures. My man had a whole. I'll tell you who it was. You know, as we end this off air, but like my man had great pictures, and I was so tight that I didn't do that. But you know, will that work at WrestleMania though? At MetLife. It work at the Barclays for sure, because all they hire is, you know, <laughs> one word I won't say on this podcast. Oh MetLife is a little bit different. MetLife, I don't know how Jersey be, you know, maybe maybe I need to call up my Jersey peeps and see how, you know, they handle things in MetLife. But at Barclays, oh, yeah, for sure. You know, for sure. You letting us know the seat hacks, man. Seat hacks, baby. Seat hacks, baby. Come on. This is how it does this. So man. Tampa, Tampa for real, like. RNC house. Let's do it. Sure. <laughs> I'm I'm serious this time. Like, okay, I know I'm going to Vegas this weekend. It's my birthday. Like, it's it's literally my birthday. Of it's course, my, yes. It's my birthday coming up. Like, of course. I mean, we all knew what day of the year WrestleMania was, and you knew what day of the year your birthday was. I'm just saying. But I mean, you tried to put me in the spot on two belts. So you were like, well, you know, next thing you know, you turn around, you're talking about you going to Vegas. I was like, you know what? I felt as though Vegas was the move instead of going to cold-ass New York. Well, I hope you miss Yolanda Adams at WrestleMania this Come year. Come on, don't because... wish that on me. Don't wish that on me. I'm so freaked out because I'm trying to get I'm trying to get the homies to, like, come back from Vegas early so that I can catch Mania because, you know, it starts at, like, two here. Yeah. Listen, and, and I'm not I'm not playing. I ain't playing no games with, with Mania this year, bro. Like at all. I mean, they got Yolanda Adams this year, man. It's a it's a spectacle. It's the it's the sport of sports at this point. I mean, going, we are blessed to have Yolanda Adams at WrestleMania. Going up to God. Shout out Titus O'Neil for getting his getting his slide on the on the. Uh... <laughs> Whoa, okay. <laughs> Yolanda Adams is a woman of God, and she isn't very you know. The woman of God be the freakiest ones. Bro. Whoa, okay, all right. <laughs> I'm right. sorry, Yolanda. I'm gonna start. Let's just start. Let's start running through this card. She's 57 years old. My God, man. Just no, no. She looks man, great. She looks yeah, great. She does. She doesn't look like she's she's past 25. Honestly. Yeah, she looks great. Uh, now on paper, uh, is this a better looking card than last year? Is is it? You know, how, how do you feel about the? You know, going into this uh, WrestleMania, how do you feel about it? Now let me look at last year because last year was also I feel like on some ish, but. I feel like great, great first half of the last WrestleMania. Last oh, yeah. half, uh, I don't know. <laughs> Oof, yeah, it really. I think after Oscar, after Oscar lost, I was like, I don't know about this show no more, bro. <laughs> I mean, Kurt Angle and Ronda Rousey and Triple H and Stephanie. That match is still good this day. Like I watched it two days ago. It's still good. <laughs> um, I can't speak for anything else after that. Um, but. This match, it's very singles heavy. Uh-huh. If you were if you if you like one-on-ones, you love this match. But also I feel like we definitely need a few more different angles to sort of change it up a little bit. Um it looks it looks like it could be any of the B pay-per-views. Wow. Not. Are you serious? Yeah. Like, to be honest, like, if, if Buddy Murphy and Tony Nese happens at Extreme Rules, are you even like, oh, okay. If if, if Shane McMahon and The Miz, Fall Count Anywhere, happens at Extreme Rules, Samoa Joe, Rey Mysterio, Bobby Lashley versus Finn Balor, Roman Reigns, Drew McIntyre. Well, well no, what makes this card feel like WrestleMania to you? Um, Triple H versus Batista. 
Okay, um, but what what could you what could you swap out in these matches to to make you feel like this was a, a WrestleMania card? Oof, okay, um, I feel like they need more. It's it's missing, and I asked this I asked this on the timeline over the weekend. Um, I put up a picture. I was like, "Hey, WrestleMania card, what do you guys think?" Everyone was immediately like, first of all, they're missing a tag match." Um, everyone was like, "Hey, I feel like there should also be a ladder match on this card." Um, just because it looks kind of like plain. Um, everyone was noticing everyone who's missing on this card. And thus far as we're recording this, we still have no whereabouts of where <clears throat> KO or Andrade or, you know, I think Mustafa Ali's in the Battle Royal, but... He's uh, not. He's not. Oh, people still... We still have no whereabouts to where they are on the card. Well, I so, think there's going to be a surprise. I think there's going to be matches on this card that are not announced. I think they should change that U.S. Championship match. <laughs> uh, I think they should listen. That fatal four-way that they worked two weeks in a row, beautiful. You add two more people to that match, even better. Like, but even if that was the case, if this was a B show, this is a bomb ass B show. Oh, as a B <laughs> show, it's fire. As WrestleMania, it's like uh, okay, all right. Well, I think uh, when you add the entrances and you add the new, because you know everyone gets them. This could be this could be whatever. This could literally be the same card at um, Backlash, or not even that, or like any of the Saudi Arabia shows. That's how this feels to me. This feels no. like I mean, minus the results are going to be different. The results aren't like face happy, but this, this could be a blood money show. This could be, but this could be it. This could be it. It's got all the elements to it. It's got the Brock Lesnar. It's got Triple H randomly wrestling on here. It's got Roman Reigns and Drew McIntyre. It's got championship matches. All the championships are here for the most part, except you know a couple. I'm gonna let but, you deal with the slander for saying that. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say anything. It's a little, you know. I'm not saying it's a blood money card. Like I'm not saying it's sponsored by the blood money. Um, but I'm just saying it's a little, you know, it's a little Jace. Wow. <laughs> That's what wow. I'm saying. That's wow. what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I'm just gonna say wow. Uh, I think the card's strong. Uh, I do agree that it, 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 certain matches like Roman and Drew might not be everybody's cup of tea, but I, I you know, and we'll get to that in a second. But um, I think Samoa Joe Mysterio definitely is an outlier. And it's good that Samoa Joe's on the card because he's been injured the past two minutes. Yeah, he's he's missed too. I think you know get him on the card, but you know as you know as a press time, there's, there's a lot of people missing on this card. And again, I do think this will be a mania that will have a lot of unannounced matches. Elias isn't on the card at Elias, all, but Elias is doing his special show on the card, which means that there's going to be something special that's going to happen when he comes out, which I think will lead Wanda to a match. Or, you know, et cetera. He's, he's got a thing on the card. He's, he's, he's on WrestleMania. Alexa bliss also on WrestleMania, the host of WrestleMania. Um, I don't know how oh, I feel about that, but it, it is what it is. If she, if, I mean, you know, she can't, she looks uh, great. She looks great. Yeah. She looks, she looks good. I think she, there, there's going to be something. And I think that, uh, Judging the card as it is right now, without the bonuses, remember we had to add a John Cena Undertaker match last year that was a minute long, but still it was still a surprise. I think they want to add more surprises, and if you're putting the guys that are uh, not on the card right now into special positions, so be it. But I think everyone's going to get a check on Sunday night. <laughs> everyone's going to get a check on Sunday night, and I don't think we should need to worry about people people missing, so to speak. Uh, first up, the Andre the Giant Battle Royal. Um, Braun Strowman, Colin jo- and Colin Jost, and Michael Shea of, of SNL have been the the main 
uh, storyline for this match going in, which means that I don't think Braun's going to win, or I think the the two comedians are going to win. So, um, going to be very interesting. I do, I don't think Braun should win. I think Braun is exactly where he should be with with these comedy guys. Uh, if I had to pick someone to win, I I don't think I care enough to do so. But maybe just looking at the people in it, Apollo Cruz. If you had to pick one person that you would like to see win this battle royal as a charity to them and their career, <laughs> who would you pick? I think that's how we go about this. Just yeah. if one person is just like just someone who needs a win, who would you pick? Because there's no way I'm going to be predicting who wins this stupid battle royal, to be honest with you. Matt Hardy won last year, by the way. So <laughs> I'm just letting you know, there's no way I'm going to be able to pick who wins this battle royal, nor do I feel like I should be waiting. Uh, Andrade, Andrade's in, but he 100% should not win this. <laughs> he will go Why? nowhere. He, he will go nowhere if he wins this. Um, uh, EC3? I think mm. one of the I think one of the comedians or Braun might win, honestly. Um let's see. I think let's get I mean if Kale's I mean put Kale somewhere else. Um, um Ali's not in it either. Usos aren't in it. Usos aren't in it. Big E and Xavier aren't in it either. Yeah. Aren't. Revival aren't in it. Alistair Black and Ricochet aren't in it. Something's up with these with those eight guys. Something's up with them. They fooling. They fooling. Um, shit, shit. It looks like it looks like Job City in this thing. Um, yeah, might as well just give it a give it a the Apollo Cruz. Give it to Apollo Cruz. Why yeah, not Apollo, Apollo Cruz? Yeah, why not? He uh, he deserves it, I guess, right? Yeah, yeah. give it to Apollo Cruz. Yeah, let's do that. Apollo Cruz. All right, Paula Cruz. Paula Cruz it is. Uh, <laughs> that was easy. Uh, now, the women's, uh, the WrestleMania Women's Battle Royal was just announced last week uh, at the end of the week. Uh, we already know that uh, Asuka will be in it along with pretty much everyone from SmackDown. <laughs> yes, everyone else. That's the uh, and everyone else. It's literally an ampersand of Battle Royals of just like and Asuka and everyone else. But yes, go ahead. I, I think obviously there is a major story here. Uh, to be told and said, Os- obviously Oscar lost the title last week. I think there is a major story with her going into this match. Uh, I-, I do believe there is, there will be some sort of redemption for her here, because just based on how people reacted to her losing last week, I don't think that it is a mistake that they had all of the women's roster say she deserved better, including uh, Becky and including uh, Charlotte thanking her and stuff like that. I do think this will be an attempt to make her strong again. I'm not even looking at who else is on this. I, I'm just gonna say she's gonna win. Yeah, I'm just gonna say she's gonna win. I'm yeah, gonna I, win. I, I, I don't, I don't see anyone else. I like if Lacey Evans, that might be my my sleeper pick if if she is in the match to start an Oscar feud later on down the line or, or right after Mania. But I honestly don't, I don't see anyone else but Oscar winning this. I think this is the redemption angle. I think this is the they're, they're gonna heat her back up here. I mean, is there anyone else you could see that they put in this? Anyone from NXT? Let's do that. Let's run NXT prediction. Uh, EO. No, no Shayna. I think Shayna gets a bigger uh, introduction than this. No, uh, EO, Marina, Jessamine. I think Casey will come back. Um, possibly uh, Candice LeRae will probably come back as well. And Bianca. Give me Mako Satamora. <laughs> She's definitely not going to be. Uh, just show up. 
She's definitely not. She's not. She's not doing it, bro. She's not going to be there. I, I do think she will be in the crowd at, at Takeover, though. If, they, if we didn't even get to that, like I, I think that Kushida and Mako will be in the crowd. Give it, give it a Mako. Give it a Mako. That's all I'm saying. All right, give it a Mako. I'm, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna pick either Oscar or or Ruby Riot. Ruby Riot. Ruby Riot. Ruby Riot. All right. Ruby. I mean, this could be the beginning of something for Ruby Riot. Sure. All right. Hey, I won the battle royal. I don't need you goons ha- anymore. Hashtag justice for Oscar, and I think that's that's what we're getting here. I agree. All right. Uh, next match: Tony Nice versus Buddy Murphy for the WWE Cruiserweight Championship. Uh, Tony Nice, you as you already know, I'm a huge, huge fan. It's a different vibe when it's Tony Nice. He's he's undefeated. Undefeatable. Is it, is it really? It's a, he's undefeatable in 2K19 unless there's a bunch of chicanery involved. It's a is different it, is vibe. Is it really a vibe with Tony Nese? Yes, it's a vibe. You, you, you have <laughs> okay. to play 2K19 to know. Okay, well, all right. <laughs> Exclusively in 2K19, a vibe, Tony Nese. Uh Tony Nese has been working his ass off uh, for the better part of this year. He's had a lot of really great matches uh, against Cedric Alexander uh, and a lot of people on 205 Live this year. I think that it's, it's well well deserved for him to to get this opportunity. Buddy Murphy has literally beat everyone onto a five life. Uh, I think that it's I, isn't that. I feel like every cruiserweight champion proceeds to beat everybody on their roster at least twice, right? Like at least twice, at least twice. Um, Enzo almost, Enzo was like one and a half. Enzo was like killing them for like a hot minute before he Enzoed himself. But yes, uh, I think that I mean in this match, I mean not much to go on here i i mean I, I really do think that it will be a pre-show match um, um, at, the, at press time we have not have it, had it confirmed when we recorded this but i do think it will be one of the matches uh, big pre-show on, energy yes. yeah big pre-show energy here i think they're gonna main be event like, the pre-show main event the kickoff show the main so. event of the kickoff show will be buddy murphy versus tony nice oh ma- uh, sorry i'm using my renee voice um coach voice i gotta find my coach voice now uh please don't have a coach voice yeah, I won't. It's too. Yeah. You know who I think would have a great coach voice? Mark. Oh yeah, Mark for real. Mark got all the voices. Okay, all right. Well, Mark got all the voices. Uh, I think um, they get twelve to fifteen minutes. Um, I, as we said in, in the takeover section, the two hundred five roster is being revamped and uh, remodeled, so to speak. It's been a slow process since Alberto Carrillo over here. I mean, Humberto was part of it. Ali leaving was part of it. Oni Lorcan coming in uh, two weeks ago is Oni Lorcan's my man. That's the jam now. If anyone should be in this match, it's Oni Lorcan. Well, I mean, you're going to get to that, but I think that Buddy has to down the last uh, the remnant of the of the old two or five live. I do think Buddy will win here, and I think he will go on to possibly, potentially Kushida or maybe possibly Johnny Gargano. I feel like he's earned Kushida or Johnny Gargano. I feel like, but yes, I do think Buddy Murphy will win, to be honest with you. Yes. Um, I don't think this is Nice country currently. Is and it, I think where is Tony Nice from? Huh. Tony Nice is from uh, uh, Long Island. Huh. Yeah. So this is kind of a, a hometown type hometown. of deal. Hometown. Yeah, it's hometown. Look at that. Look at that. Anyway, I think uh, Buddy Murphy is going to win anyway. Um, and that's just that's just what it is, man. Yeah, I mean that's that's what it is. I, I I again I think Buddy Murphy's had a spectacular run on two hundred five live, not just with the championship, just in general. And I I mean, just beat the last remnant of the of the old two hundred five live. I think Tony Nese is yet another uh, straggler there. Um, also two hundred five live uh, lifer. 
<laughs> but I think that for life, baby. But if you know beating him opens up the opportunity for uh, other people to to get opportunity at this point. Uh, next up, this one has a lot of you know a lot of uh, emotional connection to you, Mills. Shane McMahon versus the uh, the Miz. I thought to say the Mills, the Miz. Falls kind of anywhere match. This match uh, was built up last month when Shane McMahon turned on Shane, uh, or turned on the Miz after their tag team match against the Usos. Uh, since then, we've gotten promos from both men. I think I thought a spectacular promo from the Miz. Uh, not so much from Shane on the on the two uh, exchanges that they've had, but uh, all in all, a match that I'm very excited for. I think in Mania, Shane always brings it in some way, shape, or form. Uh, and the Falls Count Anywhere match does cover up his weaknesses and kind of strengthens uh, strengthens a lot of Miz's strengths. Uh, as far as being a face, him not being not being able to do heel stuff anymore, but more or less uh, shining with this that like the top rope and jumping, jumpy, flippy shit he's been doing lately, which is kind of weird for a man almost in his forties to be doing. But uh, I think the false call anywhere stipulation does uh, accentuate both guys and their strengths here. I think it'll be a fine match. You know, I think it's going to be. Um, it depends how creative they get. And how creative the energy is. I think just going around MetLife Stadium is incredible. Um, if this is a match, hopefully it doesn't end in the ring because that would, I would be tight. But um, I, think rest- not, I think it not ending at- the match points to Shane winning. <laughs> I think so. Here's the thing. False count anywhere matches at WrestleMania. Um, if it doesn't end anywhere close to the ring, people won't be able to see it. Right. Um, because the last thing you want are people just staring at the screen at WrestleMania um, for a, a long, prolonged period of time. Um, like, it, this isn't something where they go backstage and it's just chills backstage and people are just on their seats and on their hands watching WrestleMania. Um, unless it's like the uh, the Gold Dust Roddy Piper match that just goes on throughout the whole Ooh, night. That would be fire. That'd be dull. It would play into kind of like the blood feud angle that they got, they have, and it could end in a segment. Because I mean, this is going to be a long show, and I don't think anyone would mind if the match didn't end immediately. You know, like it, it would end later on in, in the show, and it would it would give a lot of uh, credence to there being my my theory that there's going to be a lot of surprises on the show. Mm. Um, I think it'll be a good match. Um, who do I think will win this match? The Miz. Why yeah, I, I think Shane is pretty much comfortable in his uh, lose all of his Mania matches uh, trope, and I think The Miz deserves this win for his dad at least. Yeah, I think so. So The Miz will win. Do you think this opens the show? Hmm. No. 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 I don't think this opens the show. Okay, we'll, we'll we'll wait to see what you think opens the show. I think well, well, could this open the show? Samoa Joe versus Rey Mysterio are uh, for the WWE United States Championship. No, I don't think this will open the show either. Wow. Okay. Uh, this match has been built pretty much on the fact that Rey Mysterio pinned Samoa Joe on SmackDown. Uh, they haven't had many. <laughs> they haven't right. had many interactions. Uh, they've been showing off Rey's son Dominic for a while. I don't know if they go into it with Joe fucking with Dominic or if Dominic will escort. It should uh, have happened by now if it was going to happen. Like, that's what I'm saying. That's why I think he's going to play into this match in some way, shape or form. Either he walks out and is in his corner and, and uh, Joe messing with him or, or attacking him leads to Ray losing. Um, but Oh, yeah, I think Ray is losing for sure. Yeah, I, I, I think all in all, not where I would have slotted Ray at Mania this year. I think a lot of people wanted the Andrade match or some type of match with Andrade involved. 
a, a storyline that I, I, it's not over as far as I'm, as far as I know, like that's not a few that's, that's ever ended. They haven't mm-hmm. got it. They haven't had the definitive match between the two yet. Um, maybe Andrade, it does play a part who knows, but I, I do think it will be a solid match. I don't think Ray's kind of, you know, Ray hasn't had a stinker since he returned in my opinion, but, um, and this is before we've seen the, the Kurt Angle match this week, mm-hmm. but, <laughs> but I, I do think that, uh, in the end, this is going to be a pretty solid match. And I, I think Samoa Joe will win and he deserves a win. Yeah, I think Samoa Joe will win. This is a pretty by the books ass match. Um, if if it gets some crazy like Dominic gets choked out, I'm for it a little bit. But <laughs> gets choked uh, out and it's off white. <laughs> yeah, something like that, right? WrestleMania, he's gonna be wearing something high beasty. Oh my god, he's probably gonna be in Kith all weekend. Wow. Um gosh, where else would he be? Uh we're gonna have to ask um our friend Ugly New York when he heads to his uh stadium goods and just be like, Hey, listen. Well, imagine doing a sneaker shopping with Ray Mysterio. That'd be fun. That'd be tight. That would be tight. That would be tight. Listen, we're giving too much ideas over here. I know, man. <laughs> Yo, no. I know a complex listen to this shit, man. Yeah, of course. Oh, my God. <laughs> listen. Uh, next up, and I know you're about to troll me. I know you're about to troll me, and I fucking hate you, because as soon as as soon as soon I name this, you're going to say it. Uh, Bobby Lashley versus Finn Balor for the WWE Intercontinental Championship. It is opening the show. I know. <laughs> I fucking knew it. I knew you were going to troll me with this shit. It is opening the this, show, baby. This match is not opening the show. It's opening the show. It's just opening this. It's got that opener feel to it, you know? Yeah. It's just got a a feel of just like, let's start it off right. Meals, let's fuck, get it going. Fuck you, bro. Fuck you, bro. Um, Finn Balor, not not no, no stranger to opening up WrestleMania. He's um, only done it once. No stranger to opening up WrestleMania. And maybe Bobby Lashley too. I don't know. But um, no, he is a stranger to it. I think if we're getting the demon, it's not opening the show. If we get the demon, it, well, it's not opening the show. If he gets the demon. Yeah, it's gonna be right. in the, it's gonna be in the middle of the show. I absolutely a hundred percent believe we are getting the demon. And as I've been saying for the past week and a half, if he comes out in the demon paint and he wins in less than a minute, I'm giving this match seven stars. Seven star away then, because that's exactly what I think is gonna happen <laughs> on I the think, opening of the show. No, stop it, stop, bro. If it's if it opens with seven stars, then the, then the rest of the show is about, about to be a five star, six star. Oh, stars real butt, yeah. Wow, whoa, whoa, chill out, yo, meals. I, well, I, first of all, we about to get a couple matches, a couple matches down the line that I do not look that promising, to be honest with you. Uh, I think with the, the with the WrestleMania. Um, bells and whistles so to speak i think these matches would be fine but uh, i think we both think finn balor wins here we, we've known this for weeks that finn balor needs to pin bobby not leo uh to get the belt back i i do foresee a prolonged uh run for him and the two-time intercontinental champion doesn't doesn't sound too bad for finn balor there so uh finn balor does win that next up roman reigns versus drew mcintyre a storyline that has been kind of predicated on the on the belief and the fact that Roman might may or may not be ready to return to the ring. Drew McIntyre has gotten the best of him many, many times, including uh, about four weeks ago when he beat the hell out of Roman Reigns, and they did kind of like a concussion angle. Mm-hmm. Um, Roman has said uh, in articles in the past couple of weeks that you know he is still recovering, he is still going through recovery. He is he's extremely glad he's able to be on the show, which made which makes me think that this match will not go on that long because I mean even with the shield match, he was not out doing much for that long either. Yeah. Um, 
I, I think they did a really great job of booking that match and protecting him while still having Seth and Dean do most of the, the dirty work and just having him uh, play the hits, which is really what we want to see. I right. think was, I think we're going to see more of the same here. I would not like for there to be a five minute rest hold section for Roman Reigns with Drew here. I think you just you get in, you get out, have Roman do the Superman punch, the, the, the spear and win this match and send the fans home happy. We don't need to have much more than that. I don't see this going longer than eight minutes. No, I don't see it going long either. Um, it'll probably be a hindrance to the card because I do think these guys can go. But yes, I don't see this match going long. And they probably will go at a much later date. Maybe they'll go on on a Raw or a, a, the next pay-per-view, whatever Blood Money pay-per-view this is. Um, I, I say don't rush Roman back. Um, I already see here that, that I mean, you know, he, he's not doing a lot of the house shows. Um, not doing a lot of traveling with them, obviously, because he is still in recovery. Don't mm-hmm. rush it back. Don't rush it back. Have him be a marquee act. Don't put him on B pay per views. Um, have him show up to things that are important and special. And I, I think that strengthens him for when he does come back on a full time basis. Mm-hmm. I'm just glad. I'm just glad to see the guy on the show uh, all together. Like where where we were in October to where we are now, it's a fucking blessing for him. And I'm really happy for him that he get, he does at least get to participate in WrestleMania this year. And a great great spot for Drew McIntyre as well. Yeah, great spot, especially coming a year after him debuting the night after WrestleMania. He's still in the picture. He's someone who hasn't really been injured, hasn't really been off TV, has managed to keep a consistent presence since then. So it's really good. It's it's, it's a great this comeback for Drew McIntyre is looking incredibly successful and who knows where it could lead. And I'm thinking it's the Universal Championship, quite honestly. But yes, um, yeah, it's great for Drew. Next up, a a match that no one's looking forward to. No, the stinker. The stinker of the bunch. Uh, Kurt Angle versus Baron Corbin. Here's my thing. Uh, Obviously, the storyline has started with Kurt Angle announcing his retirement tour. And on the way to his retirement, he has had several bad matches with really good people. Um, (laughs) That is not spelling out good for Baron Corbin, who tries, and it's not even that great. Yeah, uh, and, and I think Baron Corbin gets a lot more shit than than um, than is necessary for him. I think he plays his role well. I think him s- still wearing suits is the biggest. Like I, I pop when I think about the fact that he still wears suits to to, to wrestle. What a um, loser! I a lot of people are not happy with this match, um, nah. and, I, and I understand, which makes me believe. It makes me think there is a swerve in coming with this. I don't think we're going to get a full match here. Um, I don't know if Cena's going to be part of it. I there's been rumors and reports that he has agreed to do a match at WrestleMania to at press time. when We recorded this. We do not know what it is. And I don't think they will reveal it until the day of or during the show as they did last year. Um, I do believe there's a swerve. I just don't know what it is. I think Kurt Angle will win this match and they will send him out uh, happy. It's hard for me to predict this match because I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. I don't think it's going to happen. Um, I'll just say Kurt Angle tentatively and depending on who it is and, and who really it will be, I'll make my decision based on that. No, like, it could be fucking edge coming out to do one more spear. <laughs> and you know, like I, I have I no, clue that, actually. I don't know who it's going to be. Um, but yeah, uh, Kurt Angle, Brian Corbin will definitely be happening. I mean, like I guess spitballing here, who do you like other than John Cena, who could it be? Do you think? <sighs> There's not many options. No, it would probably as, be John Cena. Yeah. Or, I mean, Taker? Bad Bunny. How You know, he's selling all these things over the Instagram now. You see him? 
yeah, I saw it, man. He's he's uh again. I don't, I don't got no words for him, bro. I agree. I agree. I, no, I don't got no words for him. Um, next match. Oh boy, the Boston Hug Connection versus Nia Jax and Tamina versus Beth Phoenix and Natalia versus the Iconics. How much heavy lifting uh, do Sasha and Bailey have to do in this match to make it even watchable? Is that a Nia joke or like I don't get it? I, I shit, they're gonna have the match on their back. That's the, okay. that's the joke. Well, okay. Um, so, mm, your brain's about to break. It's just not. Uh, it's just. It's not the match that I saw them being in, obviously. Nah, this is the match where you think it's like, okay, we got to get everyone on the card. Can I be a hundred? Can I be a hundred? Sure. Why, Beth? Nothing. I'm like not a fan of hers. I, I think she's tremendous. I think she's great. But of all the part timers or, or you know, re, you know, retired people coming out uh, of retirement to do the, these things, why, why her? I, I don't, I don't who get else the would reasoning. You, who else? Who else would you? Not not her at all. Like not even any of this happening. Like that, that. We don't need no, Torres. No, not no. Bring no. back Eva Marie. Lita and Trish could have could have been a thing. Lita and Lita and or Trish. Trish is like, okay, my back hurts. Like relax. Like, <laughs> um, Lita and I'm and sure Trish. Lita doesn't want to be continue pimped out for like three three shows every year of like, oh, we're doing this. Well, well, thing well, again. well, fuck that. How about not? How about not having? The how about not doing the, the silliness with Beth and, and Natalia at all and just replacing them with someone else? So I don't think it's silliness, but I do because I do think they're both competent in the ring and I think they both I think this is more so like we need a former person who can come back, who hasn't really come back and make this match a bit of an attraction because even if it was just Boston Hug versus Nia and Tamina versus Iconics, it's still PU. Um Beth and Natalia add a factor of just like, okay, you have people to root for. And Natalia's, you know, family's going into Hall of Fame this weekend. Beth of Phoenix, also a Hall of Famer. You, you kind of get that sort of deal with it. Beth Phoenix, someone who's, you know, who's been advocating for women's tag team championships for a long time, finally getting the opportunity. Also, did you hear the Bellas who retired, what, seven, eight, nine days ago, now on their podcast saying, we'd come out of retirement if we got a shot at the bell. So I was like, okay. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> right we good. Yeah. You're good. You're good. Like we, we we're, we're good on that. It could have been the Bellas. Who knows? Um, I'm fine with it. I'm just, this, this is match. I have no. Boston. I'm going to have to work pretty hug in this. Yeah. A pretty hug, pretty hard in this match. Boston, Boston hug are coming out on top. Um, I, I see them having a, a long, if not multiple, uh, reign with the tag titles. The uh, as you've been saying, if they didn't retain. Who else? Who, which other team would you pick? Uh, I guess. I mean, it's it's mania, so I I don't know why we're like picking all these picks. Like so, like we picked the Roman Reigns Drew thing, and in my in my heart of hearts, I really do think Drew will win. Mm. I'm just picking Roman because it would, it would feel good, and that's what I that's what I want to win. But like honestly, it's mania. We're gonna get some really weird finishes to these matches. So you think I, the Iconics might walk out with the belts? Honestly, yeah. Yeah, I I could see it. Honestly, <laughs> yeah. It. Or or if they really want to get wild and fucking crazy, Beth Phoenix and Natalia. I could see that as well. Just to give them one more t- one more one, to give Beth like one more pay per view, and then um, Boston Hug can get it back. They'll get it right back. I just think that 
if you want to big up the and kind of expand the 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 range of the fact that these belts are going to be defended everywhere, I would put it on a team from SmackDown just to prove that it's going to be everywhere. You know. Also, you have the opportunity to you know there's a shakeup coming up. Um, the women's roster. It's going to change after WrestleMania, especially with Ronda, who has been the centerpiece of it for the last year, seemingly on a part-time basis. You might need some more auxiliary hands on deck, and you might want to give it to the Iconics because you might need Sasha and Bailey in different roles, to be honest with you. Yeah, that's as good as they are as a tag team, you might need one on SmackDown or one on Raw to kind of hold up the fort as we're going to get a drop off in terms of it's going to be either Charlotte wins or Becky wins. And then it's going to be who challenges them from there. Right. Um, so we may the Iconics are the, probably the only true tag team in this match. Um, well, Boston Hogar too. Boston Hug too. Boston Hug are pretty. Oh, strong. you mean that they, they got lose, matching if they gear? Lose, if they yeah, lose. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Where the Iconics have nothing else to contribute <laughs> as singles competitors, if anything happens going on, so we can see. Next up, and we talked about this at length uh, on our Triple H versus Batista feud episode of the A Show. Uh, it's Triple H versus Batista, no holds barred. If Triple H loses, his career is over. Uh, not much more to add here. Other than, I, I think I asked on notes, will this be 40 minutes? If so, why? Nah, I mean, if it's 40 minutes, it's because it's got all the bells and whistles. I feel like Ric Flair and Randy Orton's going to come out, and then DX is going to come out, and it's going to be DX versus Evolution. And, you know, st- if, if, the, if that's the reason why it's 40 minutes, it's because of that. If it's 40 minutes, it's because the entrance is, too. Because <laughs> Triple H about to go stupid bananas. Um, uh. I I have to echo my my sentiment uh, on the show as well. I think Triple H will go over. I I think Batista would love to go out the way that everyone else goes out on on his back. But if Triple H really is done and there's really no one else that he would rather would like to face on this roster coming up, I don't even know if there's anyone that he can hang with the way that the the, the call ups are going now. Um, then yeah, I I think they probably do Batista if, if that's how Triple H feels. But I don't I don't know if he's ready to hang it up yet. Triple H's career is on the line. So <laughs> if that's not enough of a telegraph for Triple H, then. But then again, this is wrestling. Everyone's career is on the line until it's no longer. Until it's on the line. not. Yeah. I mean, Shawn Michaels came out of retirement last year. This is true. I'm still going with Triple H. Yeah, I'll still go with Triple H. Yeah, I mean, but then again, this is screwy WrestleMania. It was screwy booking. Um, it could go either way, but I'll go with Triple H here. Uh, next up. Well, that's like Batista's getting a title match at SummerSlam or something. Well, he said this is his last match. He so, said, that's what he said. That's so what he I mean, said. And I, and I doubt he'd have the time to do that, to do another pay-per-view next month because uh, uh, Endgame comes out at the end of the month. Mm. Okay. He's, he's got to do press for that. And I'm pretty sure he's probably going to hop right on the plane after this match and, and go start working on that shit too. Uh, next up, AJ Styles versus Randy Orton, a match that I literally forgot was on the sheet. I had to put that down because as soon as I thought about it, I was like, oh shit, AJ Styles is on this card. That match might open the show. This match might open the show. I wouldn't. I wouldn't put it on the open of the show. I don't think people are that enamored with Randy Orton and AJ Styles. AJ's this, done it. AJ's opened the show. AJ's opened the show, but I don't know if people are enamored with Randy Orton where they want him opening the show. Like when you get a Randy Orton type of match to kick off the show, you want some of his energy. Randy Orton is not providing energy in 2019. How about nor is, this? 
How about this? I the reason I thought about this match just now is because you said evolution, and I said, "Holy shit, Randy Orton is on this card, right?" Mm-hmm. Wouldn't you, if he was going to be involved in this match, like as you know, let's just say we're fantasy booking here. If he's going to be involved in this match, when you want him to go on first, so that later on he could play a big part in this no holds bar match, which to me is already redundant because there's a Shane McMahon mismatch that is false count anywhere anyway. That's just Triple H trying to get the best of Shane McMahon. I feel like they're this is true. Not anywhere, huh? You fucking bitch. Um, <laughs> but I think no. I still think this match could end up being like third or something. Like it's not a to me. I wouldn't open the show with this match because it doesn't. It's not a powerful opener to me. Like to this, it's just. It doesn't even seem like that great. It seems like obviously a match that they just kind of like shoved in on the show. It doesn't no, even seem... it's it's been it's been a, it's, it was one of the first three ma- uh, matches that was announced. Yeah, but it, well, in terms of that, it's like one of the matches that like doesn't have to be on WrestleMania, but they obviously want a spot for AJ Styles and they need a spot for Randy. So here we are with this match. But in terms of people, there are other people who'd rather you'd rather see on this card than this. You know, so um, as far as a match, I, I think um, it'll be fine. Yeah, I'm if, sure. If I it, think they've done it before on house show loops for like the past couple of years now. Like, I, I think it'll be really good. I, I think if Randy's motivated, um, he we will have. Obviously, this is the Randy Orton story. If he's motivated, <laughs> we're going to have a great match. Phenomenal forearm into the RKO. I, I do think uh, Randy's going to win. I think Randy's going to win, too. Yeah, I think he's going to win. And now to do the final three uh, matches on this card. He's been like quiet this whole time. We, we've got a guest on the show from Random Acts of Podcast, Random Acts of Podcast Gaming. We got Ampa Valley, man. What's up, Amp? Hey, man. What's good, man? I'm back on a show, man. It's been a long ass time, so I'm happy to be here. Very long time, brother. How are you? Go ahead. Uh, how- no, 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 I wanted to know what was your decision this year. You, you're a guy who likes to go to WrestleMania. Why, why not this year? Why, why are you? Do you have displays hate for New York City or something? Oh no, nah, I like New York, man. You, you know, man. Last time I was in New York, man, I, I kicked it with you and Carlos. But I like, I like New York. It's just like the people from New York kind of like made me not want to go because all of them was complaining about that commute the last time they had it in um, Jersey, and yeah. I seen a people said some of the stuff about the weather like it was too cold and whatnot so that kind of made me stray away from spending that because yeah you gotta you gotta think man it's pretty expensive for like me to come out there right it's gonna be it's gonna be like almost 500 600 and i'm like i could have spent that on something else yeah, yeah I, I mean you're I right the same way i feel the same way yeah. oh yeah all right okay sure obviously <laughs> i hate new york but um oh, wow. Listen, there's a lot of people in New York who also hate Justin, so that could also be a. They ain't gonna touch me. They oh, yeah, gonna... I, heard, I heard Justin next time he in New York gonna get that nose wipe. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be like the mystery of who ran over Stone Cold, and it's just gonna be, <laughs> it's just gonna be Justin knocked out in the middle in front of the Barclays Center. Is like, yo, who did it? It's a regular who done it. So earlier in the show, I talked about uh, Tampa WrestleMania next year, RNC House. Amp, are, are you down? Are you what, what's up? Hey man, that's big cap. That's big. The cap. Wow. The cap. The cap, the cap on this cap. <laughs> Y'all don't think I pull up? This is big cap, man. You say you're gonna pull up every year, man. You don't ever pull up, man. It's big cap. 
See, Big blue cow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going I to be next year. Uh, RNC House, man. What's up? All right. I'm down, bro. Like, Tampa's only like a, a two and a half hour drive for me, so I'm down. Like, my plan, I told I told Mark the same thing. I was like, let's just start thinking about where we want to stay. Let's get, like, a little pool where we put money into it. And then we, Poor get, Mark. we get the Airbnb. We get that move going. Cyrus acting like he don't want to go. Cyrus talking about he, nah, I want to hang out with you in games. I'm like, that's okay. We want to hang out with you anyway. Oh, wow. But, you know, we just need some real ones in the RNC house, bro. I'm down, bro. If, if, it, if it happened, if it, like, legit happened, I'm down. <laughs> Tampa, bro. What's up? All right. I mean, what? yes, Tampa. Tampa is a city. Yes. What's uh, the female situation in Tampa? Wow. Uh, they got some. They got some quality strumpets out there. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm trying to. You know, we need we need to invite Kathy Kelly over. You know what I'm saying? Hey, shout, shout out to my uh, co-host from Random Acts of Podcast, Devin. Um, he's known for uh, dropping down there and uh, hanging out with the Tampa women. Oh, we talk about it all the time on the podcast. They got some uh, quality uh, joints out there, as you guys would see. All right, so let's go into the final three matches on this card. These are these are huge matches. The first one, and this is what I call the moment of truth. Um, I think that everyone has been waiting for this match. Everyone's had so much drama, so much feelings and emotions about this match. Uh, he's got to win. He can't win if he doesn't win. The racist. Let's talk about it right now. Daniel Bryan versus Kofi Kingston for the WWE World Heavyweight Championship. Will Will Kofi Kingston win the WWE title? Amp, I'm going to throw this one to you. What do you think? All right, so this this is uh this whole build up for this match has been kind of interesting with uh, the whole wrestling Twitter calling yeah. um, Vince McMahon racist for like two months now, <laughs> and it's kind of it's kind of weird because it's like have y'all like not ever watched the wrestling um, WrestleMania build up? It usually takes months. And it's a lot of emotions throughout the whole build-up, especially like when Daniel Bryan, his build-up was from like um, September to like up to WrestleMania. So this stuff takes time. But like as far as the match goes, I'm thinking Daniel Bryan's going to win it. Uh, I, I feel the same way too. Um, yeah. My thing about my thing about Kofi is that listen, I would be really happy if he won. I think you know a lot of people. Get, Again, get that misconstrued that people won't be happy if he doesn't win. I yeah. just don't see Kofi as face of the show. I see, exactly. I, I see Big E as face of the show. I see Ricochet as face of the show. I see people like even that they don't even hear yet. Like Montez Ford could be the face of a show. Like I, I, I don't I disagree with that. But yeah, <laughs> Montez Ford could be the face of a show. Like here's the thing: no one thought Kofi nah. was the face. Of, well, could be in this position until he was there. Right. But all right. So. Riddle me this question then: Why Big E and not Kofi in this position? Why Why would you say Big E has more to offer in that sort of position than Kofi Kingston? Because I think, as far as the matches that he's had, uh, singles as a singles, even when he was just a singles, I thought that Big I think that Big E has a bigger upside. Um, I think with Kofi, he's very much as I said before, he's a system wrestler. Like he's worked in that WWE style for a very long time to the point where like. How many memorable Kofi Kingston matches besides the past two months have there been? 
I mean, and, you can't say even the same for Big E. Yes, either. you could. He's I can say much, his no. matches against Rusev, his match against Daniel Bryan. Oh, oh you're, but you won't ago. say his matches against Rusev nor his matches against Daniel Bryan. Kofi Kingston has a collection of actual work. Well, well he, how can and he, WWE and Network doesn't much, have a collection of them? And he's much as they don't really have one for Big E either. I'm hate to break it to you. But, well, well, here's my thing. Um, I, here's, think that he, I don't think he's that great of a wrestler. That's that's just it. No, but who who. I don't see how you can say that. I don't say how you can say uh-huh. that, especially over the. I I don't say I don't see how you can say that, especially over the other two people that you named, because Kofi. Nah, Kofi. Is, Kofi's a cookie cutter wrestler. He's, no, but he, bruh. I don't, I don't know, man. He's he's WWE style all, all around. Oh, as much as it's the same as those other two who are produced solely in the system. That Ricochet. They, no, not Ricochet. Sorry, uh, Montez Ford and Big E. It's produced solely in the system. And yes, I do agree. Ricochet definitely has a bigger upside than Kofi Kingston. I'm not going to disagree with that, but Kofi Kingston is friggin' incredible, bro. Like, I feel like he's very underrated. I feel like he's underrated. And I feel like this feud and especially the last couple of months have shown that. And especially the way people got behind him, people wouldn't get behind him in the way they got behind him. If he was, you could put anyone in that position and they would have got behind them. That's literally how this booking works. Mm. They would have been Mustafa Ali. This and we would have been feeling we would have been feeling the same. Anyone it's the same booking Daniel Bryan got. Anyone could get this booking and you'd be behind them because it is the typical McMahon's against against the 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 protagonist. Protagonist tries to fight to get their match in WrestleMania. Everyone would have been behind this. I think Kofi is literally he is uh, of course we love him. He's been there for a decade, but he is literally a slotted in player and anyone could have been in this position. Hmm. Cause you know, you know who it was supposed to be. We, it was clear who it was supposed to be before him. Who, who did he replace? I think at the, at the end of the day, it's, it, it's exactly. It's like, it would have been Ali in this position or it would have been anyone else. It could have been Kevin Owens in this position. Not, I don't not, think Kevin Owens would have got over the same way. Oh, he's over. He's over I anyway. <laughs> I, don't think I, mean, people, I don't think the people would have been behind um, Ali the same way they behind Kofi. The Ali, if Ali was in that position, it probably would have lasted maybe like maybe that match. And, and, and there's... It it, it would have been no Ali mania. And there's 11 years worth of story behind this entire Kofi thing. And there's an 11, 11 years worth of an invest from the fan and just being known face. Yeah. He's like legitimately as of right now. I mean, besides probably AJ Styles, probably the second biggest face on SmackDown. Like, the, yeah, and la- yeah. Last year, people was like rallying for Kofi to get the title. It's a. I, I feel like people definitely do get behind Kofi, and I do think yeah. I don't think he's underrated in the ring. And I'm pretty sure you can ask any of his opponents whether he's underrated because the man provides effort and he provides. He doesn't have the style that's my, like our our definition of that is different from people who work with him and have and have to be protected by him. That's a way different conversation. Yeah, like asking stage, Randy or ra- asking Randy or in that. Asking Randy Orton then asking me that is two different two different experiences. But to say that he's a cookie cutter wrestler to me it very understates the value that Kofi Kingston is in the ring and the amount of people that he's put over and the amount of people that he's wrestled over the last number of years. Eleven years, bro. You really gonna say he a cookie cutter wrestler? Yes. Like Co- yeah. Kofi Kingston isn't a, <laughs> Kofi Kingston isn't a cookie cutter wrestler. I won't say that's not a bad term though. Yeah, he, he it is a bad done. term. He gets the job it's done. It's not a bad term, like compared it, compared to like the new guys now. Like he keeps it pretty simple with his matches. It's pretty basic. I, I, even, I mean, even even in the elimination chamber, he was doing some stuff I'd never seen him do before. I, I admit he did really good in that match. But I, I, here's the thing. Also, look at who he's working with, Armenia. 
the best wrestler oh, yeah. in the world. You, but you're saying it like he's the not wrestler like of really the good as well. Meals, Meals, the wrestler you're saying, of the You're decade. saying like Daniel Bryan is going to legitimately carry Kofi Kingston through this match. Meals, Kofi Meals. Kingston's a capable superstar. All of his matches, he's come from behind. He's come from under. That's literally all he can do. do. But, but what do you... Tra- <laughs> he's a face. He's been a face for the last umpteen years. What do you want him to do? Wrestler of the decade, Daniel Bryan. He's Bryan's been a face for the last almost Okay, here's, years, here's my question. Here's what do you question. want him to do? He's here's a my face, question. bro. Here's my question. Sure. If he wins this match, what's the program after? Because my thing is, if he wins it, I don't see any programs for him other, and unless the New Day turns on him. There's no, there is no investment in a program for him past this match. For Daniel Bryan, he has plenty of faces he can face. Kofi Kingston, very few heels that he can face convincingly and actually it makes sense. I, I think the only way this works is if the New Day are actually going to break up. So... I could see that happening in the future, but then again, there is a shakeup immediately after WrestleMania. Are you aware of that? There's a shakeup after WrestleMania that changes the roster and may change a lot, may change allegiances, may change people that are on the roster, may change. It's not going to be the same roster that it is before. Kofi Kingston winning could provide him another opportunity, and it even could provide him another opportunity against Daniel Bryan, bro. How long do you think? How long do you think this is going to last? What do you mean? Because I, I remember when Homicide and ROH won the belt from Takeshi Morishima, and uh, ironically from Brian Danielson at the time. And I remember being happy, and I remember it being a moment. And then in like a month and a half, he pretty much got squashed in about nine minutes to Morishima, and it was over because it was the moment that mattered, not exactly the title reign, because it mattered more than he chased it. The journey mattered more than the actual moment in that, in that sense. And this one is could, what I feel. One could say the moment... And this, and this will supersede, in terms of his career, will supersede the title reign. It's true. And then, I, but, that's okay. it, but that's okay. But that's okay, though. It's be, I, but, well, here's the thing. But that's here's okay. The thing. Here's it the question it legitimately you. happened at Daniel Bryan as well at WrestleMania 30. He won the championship, barely got to defend it, and then due to circumstance, he had to lose it. But the moment is what you remember from WrestleMania 30. For you, for you and Amp, will you guys be upset if he loses... Will, will all of this be for nothing, so to speak? Will you will feel I be like, ups- oh, this is for nothing? Will I be upset if he loses? Probably. Because I yeah, do I'm like Kofi upset. Kingston. Yeah, I probably will be upset if he loses. I'm not going to be, I'm not going to, you know, die over it or claim, like, run around and say, like, WWE's racist or anything. But I will oh, be disappointed. If, oh, yeah, 100%. Black wrestling Twitter is going to definitely. And then, no. <laughs> um, I don't know. But uh, maybe, maybe. But I feel like. There's definitely investment in it, and there's definitely people who want to see him become champion. Whether it is, you know, there's at some point you kind of take the, well, what, you know, you know, the entire like, okay, you know, what's best for business truly? And then you just, sometimes you're in the business of, yo, let's make this moment and then let's worry about it afterwards. We're arguing about this like they didn't make Jinder Mahal champion two years ago, and we just had to figure it out all after the fact. They, they didn't really figure anything uh they didn't really figure anything I mean, they literally had a three-month no. feud with randy a three-month feud with shinsuke and then a two-month feud with aj and then it was over and they act like they can't really figure it out all after the fact like let, let's give it a chance at least that's what in my i mean in terms of who you think who do i think is going to win this match i'll say i think kofi kingston is going to win this match i think the moment is too good to pass up um, I don't think you're going to be able to replicate this moment by any other main event match here. I don't even think the Becky thing will replicate this moment because I do think Becky, by winning the championship a number of months ago already, you kind of lose the luster of her like winning it. And but she would win, uh, and we'll talk about this in a second, but she would win, you know, 
she would win both titles. So that would supersede that. Right. But yeah. well, I don't know if the excitement from the people, I think people generally believe that Becky Lynch will win. Or people are just like, eh, I think Becky's gonna probably win. I don't. I don't think. But I think this moment will su- will supersedes the actual thing. Like this will be the biggest moment on the card. And moment or uh, or a title. Oh, uh, moment. So here's the thing: if he do, if he does win it, like I honestly, here's the thing: I don't think he's gonna win, but I really, really hope he wins. But if you do put the title on Kofi, you can do a couple things. You can like possibly break up the new day because you can um you can give, you can put the title on Kofi and then you can go like with the like maybe like a new day split, maybe like Biggie turns on Kofi. You can do that all summer leading up to SummerSlam. That's a feud right there. With the title? Yeah. With or without the title. you can do it both, with or without. Boy, I, you could have Big E cost Kofi. You could have Big E cost Kofi the title, and they could just few like have like um, Xavier in the middle, probably do a triple threat match. You can. That don't even need the title right there. I I, mean, I, I honestly I, think the bigger moment is that the new day breaks up. To be honest, nah. I, I, it'll be a time, major moment. It'll be a major time, moment, but the, the winner, bigger moment than winning the WWE championship. It's time at for Big E to go out on his own. It's time for Big E to go out on his own. I'm with Big E, and because the thing about it is. They said they were going to help Kofi get the title. They didn't say they were going to help him keep it or get it. I mean, I feel like in general, I feel like we're, it's just, a, just been a general pattern in professional wrestling that teams eventually break up or turn on each other in a certain way. But I think we're not acknowledging that New Day has really been a different type of, you know, unit. Um, one that isn't really fueled by their own personal things and they're more fueled by the success of the group rather than the unit. I'm not sure how this will happen. If it does happen, I'm pretty sure New Day will have a say in it. Um, but I don't think it will happen in a sort of destructive way that we're all thinking. But um, I'm, I'm, you know, famous my last is, words. Famous last words. <laughs> my my pick is still Kofi Kingston. All right. So I say Daniel Bryan. Yeah, they gotta especially especially when they, the way they do the little brand splits now. How every like the whole group has to go to the one brand. They gotta do it like in a destructive way, pretty much to break up the group. I don't yeah. see them just like just going in separate ways. It got to be destructive, mm. unless they switch the brand split. Like um, maybe they do like the shake up, saying and send like Xavier to Raw. But the way they do it is they send the whole group to a yeah, they send the whole group. So mm-hmm. it has so, to yeah, be. It gotta it end to be in a bad, yeah, it had to end in a bad way. And I think isn't the split happening the week after Mania, right? Yeah, it's still literally the week after yeah. the Raw after Mania. Yeah, it, could, it could literally happen at that point. I, I would, you know, in my heart of hearts, if he does win it, they should do the turn. If this happens, we're 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 clearly fantasy booking far beyond this this show. But yeah, like, yeah. If it, if it does happen, I do it on the Tuesday before to break them up. Honestly, but anyway, uh, so that that was our choices for that. The next matchup: Brock Lesnar versus Seth Rollins for the WWE Universal Championship. This match is, of course, coming off of Seth Rollins' big win in the main event of Royal Rumble 2019. He won the Royal Rumble. Uh, there's been a lot of, like, kind of strange things happening. Seth did get injured <clears throat> right after that match. And Brock, of course, is Brock. He hasn't been on every single show. But anytime they have uh, they have linked up, it has been physical. They have shown physicality. So we've seen we've at least seen these guys actually um, hitting or, or going at each other on Raw this week. Uh, Seth got the upper hand on Brock, hit him in the balls, which is his like number one 
weakness, as we all know I mean, from the Undertaker match. That's the only, uh, yes. only weakness, really. That, that and his tummy is the, are the only weaknesses he has. Uh, and gave him the curb stomp, which, which I thought was a really uh, impactful statement and a really good segment on Raw this week. So as far as this match, uh, a lot of people are pretty much, you know, writing it off and saying Brock can win. I, I always say don't bet against Brock, but this time I'm going to bet against Brock. We do this every single year. We say, you know, Seth should win or Roman should win. This year I think it's possible that it happens. Um, I, think, I think Seth does win and sets up a rematch in Saudi Arabia in some way, shape, or form. Uh, but I do think that, that Seth will, will slay the beast. I think. I mean, so my thing with this entire Seth Rollins, if, if there's any feud that's been by the books, it's literally this feud. Then that's like, fine. I think it, I, I don't have a problem with this. Feud. It's a it's it's a feud built on circumstances that they kind of have to follow regarding who's here, who's not. It's literally the same Brock feud because Brock Lesnar is not present every week. Understandable, one hundred percent. In terms of who do I think the, the entire Seth Rollins are, I feel like it's definitely has lost steam since the Royal Rumble. I do feel like he was on a major role heading into the Royal Rumble. And when he eventually won it, it was a great big moment. But like you said, due to the injuries, due to Brock not being there, due to a, a little bit of a loss of momentum, um, there's only so much you can do when you're talking, when you're talking about it instead of being about it. Um, so I feel like, and that could be why I'm not particularly excited for this match. Um, I recognize it'll probably be a good match because of the players involved. I think Seth Rollins is an incredible, you know, athlete and incredible, you know, wrestler. Um, do top I th- four, top four of the decade? Do I think? Do I think he's going to win this match? I'm probably going to go with Brock. Like, <laughs> I don't know. It just, I, I feel like their sort of mindset when they take the title off of Brock is like, all right. Do we need Brock with the title or do we not need Brock with the title right now? He's had this title for as long as this, almost as long as this title has been uh, enacted. Like this title was introduced in 2015. Yeah. So he's had it for more than three of those years. Yeah. I mean, he's had it for the last run was over 500 days. This reign is creeping up on almost a year. Is it a year? Almost damn near a year. No, no, no. It's not almost a year. He won it in the no, that October Saudi Arabia show. So it's going to be like, it's like six, six, eight months or so, but like, it's still a pretty long time, but I feel like I, just the way they think, like, I feel like we thought Braun was going to do it. I feel like at some point we thought Roman was going to do it. And I then, never thought Braun was going to do it. Oh, well, well sorry. <laughs> Me neither. Um, <laughs> but it's, I feel like it's, it's all about their mindset because I really do generally feel like they're like, does Brock need this? Does anyone else? Do we need to take the title off of Brock right now? Is there yes. a bigger story that we can sort of tell? The, like t- the title needs to be on Raw. We always say this, but the title needs to be on that show. That show is infinitely more watchable now that Roman's back, and that if if the title's there, it needs to be there. That was the plan when Roman won it. That the title would be there. They need to go ahead and go forward with that plan. Hmm. What do you think, Amp? Um, I think Brock's gonna win. I think the biggest story is just like maybe like Brock winning the title at um, well, um, winning the match and keeping the title, and then maybe like Roman Reigns getting the title off of him this summer. I think that's to me that's the biggest story. And Seth winning it. 
This is this is be literally legitimately like the sixth time, the sixth year, fifth fifth year, sixth year. We're doing this Roman story, but I do genuinely believe, like, yo, that's as much as Roman Reigns' health is coming to play, and he's still not fully there. I do genuinely feel like maybe that's the bigger payoff than is it? It is, bro. Roman Roman versus Brock still is a bigger draw than anything else they could do on Monday night ever. I think I think Brock's ring uh, is better. Yeah, you, yeah, yeah. Um, I think it's like it seems like the bigger payoff because the whole um, situation with um, Roman Reigns, but it's just like that's kind of like it's the bigger one, but it's kind of also the lazier one. Yeah, Cause, cause the lazier you also, one. Because you can do um, you can do Seth versus Roman, or you can have will that take be the, the big? I don't see Seth look- holding that title that long. Mm. You. You could do Seth versus Roman, but I don't know. I feel like it would it, not it, be. It would not be face heel. That's the only it, issue with it, that. It's. Uh, I feel It'd like be face, face. Up, That's fine. I, I feel like they probably would end up changing one of them heel, but um, I uh, just please, feel like Lord, no there's more, no more heel Seth. Please God. To me, there's oh, been Lord. no angle that Brock Lesnar's leaving. <laughs> there's been no angle that Brock Lesnar is actually leaving though like there's no there's been no speculation like oh is he up after this he's going back to UFC there, listen Mills there's always speculation that Brock's leaving yeah like there's always speculation that he's gonna leave Dana White just said two weeks ago that if when Brock's ready to call him like he's always there's always a speculation that Brock will leave the company I don't think that's the concern I don't think you take it off of him because you know he's gonna leave you take it off of him because it's a better it, it's better for the for the show for the brand to just have Brock be yeah. uh, a part-time player at this point like I just think that this experiment is just so past it's more than an experiment man it's been happening for the last three years it's actually just a reality I, at this I, point I think that, I, I think that this thing is just it's past this expiration point and like I really do feel like they see that too and I think that if you hand it to Seth that's a big and that's a big indictment to how they feel about Seth in which I think that with everything they've given him other than that weird Drew McIntyre loss three weeks ago that they are all they are in behind him they are all behind him and I think that you do not stray the course and the one thing I'm so glad that they've done is not not uh is is kind of hold on to and, and not go crazy because roman's back and change everything because clearly roman's not ready for that big time that big time position yet and i don't think mm-hmm. he'll be ready until the summertime so i'm glad that they've practiced restraint because a lot of times wwe cannot practice restraint for certain things so why not let seth run with it and then go against drew mcintyre and then have him lose it to drew because i think that's the that's the program at this point i think if you have drew beats roman and then have drew beat seth again then you can do Roman and Drew in the summer. Then you can do Roman and Seth in the fall. I think every time there's a major pay-per-view and Brock Lesnar is still on your Rolodex, Brock Lesnar will be in a either a major match or a major championship match. Um, and I and I see the same. I, to me, there's been no... Usually you get a little bit of an indication. You get a little bit of a thing. Like, to me, there's been no indication of that. So it's kind of like, do I want to go with... I feel like we're definitely going to get something with Brock in the summer. Whether he's champion or not, he will either be challenging for it or he'll be, you know, or he will be retaining and, and heading into the summer with it. But there's no... To me, there's just, just... there's. I'm just going with Brock, bro. Like I really, it's, I really feel like of all the people, of all the the uh, storylines that could go, of all the matches that they have of these three top title matches, I think it. I think Kofi no Seth for me is. I'm I'm really leaning on on a, on a hard yes to him winning this championship. Mm-hmm. 
I just think there's way hit, more play until the fifth F five hits, and then it's like, oh fuck. Well, well he got up from <laughs> six. That was part of the story. He got up from six. Well, on TV, <laughs> like they gave that away. Did he on get TV. up? Yeah, he got up. He told him he, he got up and said, "Come here." Like, like I want more or whatever. He, that was like the that was the week he wanted, or, or the week he won the Rumble or some shit. Then then, then they wrote him off for like two yeah. weeks. Yeah, we're gonna have, we're gonna see a lot of curve stomp. It's gonna be like American History X. <laughs> so uh, okay, so so I think it's gonna take about six of. I I say Seth. No, I, well, also, don't you guys feel like the the nut shot is actually part of this of of this finish? I think. Hmm. Mm, they wouldn't. Uh, um, no DQ. It, it's not, but I I think like there is a possibility like if that plays into it, they wouldn't just do that for no reason. Um. I, I think that like the ref gets bumped and Seth does it. And then he does the, does what he did on Monday. I think that's what, I think that's the way to beat him. And that gives you the, the rematch in Saudi Arabia. Yeah. Well, usually when think Rock gets, gets um, beat up on the um, go home show, he usually wins at the WrestleMania. <laughs> <laughs> he beat up, uh, he beat up Taker. He beat up Taker before that, before he broke the street. Nah, nah. Um, no, he didn't. No, Taker stabbed him in the hand with that pin. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. You're right. <laughs> And everyone's like, hold up, hold up, you stabbed my hand with the pin and take going to win? And then we see what happened. But I, I just feel like, I don't know, there's something, it's just like at this point, I can't bet again. It's like to me, like trying to bet on the Spurs not making the playoffs. It's like, fuck, then they're there. Like, it's like, I can't bet against Brock. It seems like a sure thing at this point. It's so much of a sure thing that I've like bought into the kayfabe you know, dichotomy. It was like Brock Lesnar is as big as a constant in this era as anything. And I'm really feeling Seth, but I, I would be happy to be proven wrong. It's um, like the same thing with the Kofi match. Like, I feel like I'm going to go with Brock and then like a Kofi match, I'm going to go with um, Daniel Bryan, yeah. but I want Seth to win. Just to get the title off of Brock. It's just like I don't I don't trust the WWE to make the right decision right now. <laughs> <laughs> wow. But you all but one thing we're also we're also not remembering is that this is WrestleMania. We've had some wild finishes in WrestleMania that no one could no one could conceivably understand. Like even like when AJ lost to Jericho at or, WrestleMania that year. Or when still Nakamura no lost to, when Nakamura and AJ last year. Yeah, like, like what was that. Or, I mean, if you want to keep it a hundo, like a lot of people still don't get Oscar losing to Charlotte. I, I do, obviously. But it's like you know, a lot of people still don't understand it. Like there's a lot of screwy finishes that happen on these shows, but it, to the it, it's never to the detriment of the show. It ends up actually working out in the end. So that's why I think that like whatever you think is going to happen, you twist it and do it the other way. So that's yeah, why not some more really work out. It doesn't really work out. Uh, I think it worked out in the sense that he got to do a bunch of matches with his boy <laughs> where he didn't have to do that much work. And then he got to have one really good match and then he got to chill and then he got to win a title anyway. <laughs> I don't then, think he, you know, I think, I don't know. I don't know if Nakamura ever really truly worked out. I don't like know if the, he's worked out on the main roster. I'm keeping a hundred, but as far as like, if, if you judge him on what we thought he was going to be, Hell no. If you judge him on the fact that this dude is almost 40 and he's ready to, he's ready to hang it up and he just wants to chill with his family and surf. Fuck. Yeah. He worked out. He does less work. Nah, nah, I ain't buying that. <laughs> you think Nakamura wants the title? I don't think, I think no. I think in terms of his career in terms of his potential and everything like that, could Nakamura be a champion? Yes. Is he not a champion? Is he even on WrestleMania? No. 
like from going from the WrestleMania main event one year to not even being on the damn card. Is that's like, how it works. Males, come on. That's how it works. You know, that's how WrestleMania works. Yeah, that's, that's, how, that's, how, that's how it worked yeah. back in the day. I think people are so used to everybody being on the card. But back in the day, used to be a lot of good people not on, on the card at all on the WrestleMania. Yeah, like you really? don't, you're not. At, well, Kofi was a yeah. fucking host one year. Come on. Don't even Kofi try was it. on the card. Yeah, but he was on. He was there. He was he was in a, he was in the uh, money in the bank. He was in some shit like that. Like some people just don't make the car. Again, this is not a popularity contest. It oh yeah, really, all right. It's well, what works? I remember you know CM Punk made the card every year. Seth Rollins makes the card every year. If he's a, he's a they spoiled you. It's they, it's not even it's not spoiled. It's just the fact that they put oh, people God, higher the than please, the other. You're don't. just what do you what do you want me? I mean. It's been, it's been you gotta we go want back. Talent meals. Been, Hashtag we want talent meals, dog. Not, I'm not about? crying. I'm not crying for Nakamura to be on this show. I'm yeah, not crying either. He's yeah, not. He's know. not really relevant right now. <laughs> yeah, I don't know the dudes off the top of the head, but it's been times where like upper mid card dudes wasn't on a WrestleMania card. Was Chris Jericho ever it's been, not featured on a WrestleMania that he was never at? It's it's been times where RVD was not on the card. <laughs> where was he? I don't. I want. I want to know where he is. RVD has been on the card. He's won like at six straight WrestleManias. Yo, but your 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 example is fucking Shinsuke Nakamura. Who by the time who he what? got to Who's the who, by the time champion? by the time he left, no, who gives a shit about that? He was a terrible NXT champion too. <laughs> then this is fucking still adding to my point. <laughs> he was bad. He was bad. He has been bad. I am listen. I am the biggest Nakamura mark, and I'm telling you right now, he has been bad for a long time. Sure. They know sure he has. <laughs> they know fucking sure he has. Go ahead. Fuck you mean? Like he's been bad for a long time. He was not been the same since he left New Japan Pro Wrestling. He has not been the same. I'm just saying, if you want to say that he's worth, I mean, I'm sure in him, you know, in hindsight now, we look at this a year later on, and he'll be on a different place, maybe, and probably will be on the WrestleMania card. But as of right now, he's on the card, and it really didn't work out. He was uh, he was in, he was in the WWE Championship. He's legitimately in a worse place than Jinder Mahal right now, who is on the WrestleMania card, by the way. It's it's worse when you're the WWE champion and now you're not even on the card now. Well, you're on a pre-show, but still. He ain't jobbing. He ain't jobbing. He's not on the card. (laughs) They protect the shit. Here's my thing. They protect the shit out of Nakamura. Why am I weeping for someone who won the Royal Rumble and who was a U.S. champion and who was an NXT champion? I'm not weeping for him. He's fine. All right. Fuck you mean? All right. Yeah, yeah, we doing this back and forth. Nakamura can win the Andre the Giant. They still have anybody they can win like the Andre. Like they only announced like ten people for the shit. They announced like twenty six people. I thought. I think everyone they announced twenty six. Yeah, I think everybody that was in around the ring is part of it. Uh, that was around the ring on Monday, and uh, and, and, and then everyone who will probably be around the ring on SmackDown tonight. <laughs> yeah, like whatever. Like, who, who listen? listen uh, uh, I'm not uh, uh, weeping Nakamura for Nakamura. Irrelevant. I'm, exactly. I'm, I'm, I'm like, definitely not weeping for Nakamura. So it, did it work out? I think it worked out in the sense that Nakamura was on SmackDown programming damn near weekly for a good portion of that ye- of of last year, and then when it was time for him to move on, he had he had that U.S. Championship for way too long. He beat Jeff Hardy in like. 12 seconds he did a lot of shit past the aj thing he just didn't be aj because they wanted aj to break that record that's it that's it do you think it worked out for rusev listen i'm not a rusev mark that's you okay all right <laughs> kind of proved my point yeah, I yeah. Give a shit about rusev yeah i don't give a fuck about rusev i'm gonna be i'm gonna keep it on if he left yesterday i'd be like bye bitch all right yeah i mean all right then i'm, I'm not a rusev <laughs> 
I'm just saying you you weeping for the weirdest. Like you, you. I'm not weeping for. What am I weeping for? I'm not weeping, weeping for, for Nakamura. Rusev? Who's? I'm not weeping for Rusev. <laughs> <laughs> like, huh? Who, who? Imagine, imagine somebody loving Rusev. Anyway, man event time. Love Rusev, but go ahead. Yeah, whack people love Rusev. Okay. Uh, Hey, I got a Rusev Day t-shirt. I'm kind of embarrassed I got it, but I do got it. <laughs> exactly. Because it was a moment and it was a thing. Never be embarrassed that Rusev was a thing. No, it was half off. <laughs> you know, it was half off. He got in the bin still. It's a pretty good shirt. It held up that long. Yeah. It, was, yeah. it was sale day. It was BOGO. It was sale day on, on, on WWE shop. So it was that's... BOGO for sure. <laughs> uh, that's the only reason I own it. Main event time. Uh, Becky Lynch versus Charlotte Flair, the SmackDown Women's Champion, versus Ronda Rousey, oh, the Raw Women's Champion, and a winner-takes-all uh you know, triple threat match for both belts. So the winner, as announced by Stephanie on Raw on Monday, was that whoever wins the match will be the undisputed uh, women's champion of both brands. They will have both they, belts. They didn't say undisputed. They just said would hold both belts. Would hold both belts. I'm sorry. Let me let me clear that yeah, up. Yeah, clear that like, up because, you know. No, no internet, unifying. <laughs> yeah, just hold both belts. They're just um, going to hold both belts. I think it's gonna, that's going to be very interesting and play into a lot of what we, we fantasy book here. Uh, this has been honestly one of the some of the strangest couple of months I will say for any main event program. This I would say that this started way back in August. I think this is the longest running storyline that's, that's been going on on WWE programming it, like damn near a year that they've been doing this storyline between Becky, Charlotte, and Ronda. Uh, it reached its peak in November when Becky did get uh, injured legitimately and had Charlotte go against uh, Ronda at Survivor Series. Has been going on through two different brands all throughout the winter. Now we are in WrestleMania season. Uh, it's time to put up or shut up. It's time for these ladies to, to, sh- to show out and they're going to be closing the show on Sunday. So fellas, how do you feel about this storyline going into it before we announce who we think we're going to win? Like how, how do you guys feel about it going into the, to the actual match now? I'm not going to cry about this, but I still do feel like it could have just been for the Raw Women's Championship. But <laughs> yeah. whatever, because apparently there's no explanation for it. And now just all titles are on the line just for shits and giggles. It's the so, biggest main event they've ever done. What? <laughs> it would have still been the let biggest me ask you main event they've ever done. <laughs> it is the biggest let event me, they've let ever me ask, it Let would. me ask Mills a question. Sure. Uh, all right. So you're talking about Oscar, right? Talking about Oscar. You talking about Oscar? You you talking about that's what you talking about, right? Oh sure, yeah. yeah. I feel like I'm now. definitely I'm definitely going to be led astray into some sort of point. Okay. Yes, go ahead. I know y'all talk. Y'all, I'm pretty sure y'all talked about Oscar already. Um, we had a yeah. long. We have a long argument. I feel like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm talking. About, well, I'm talking about yeah today too. But um, I feel like the SmackDown title being in this match is a better look because if Oscar would have kept for a title. It would have probably been on the pre-show. It would have been a, a bullshit match that nobody cares about. It's a better look that the SmackDown title is in this main event as a winner takes all. But if you're Mills, you would have been like, but she may have been on the card anyway. <laughs> okay. Anyway. She's on the card. She's in the, the, um, that lady, that one lady that 
<laughs> no, it's just a women's battle royal now. It is just an all-encompassing women's oh. evolution battle royal now. She would have um, been on the card anyway. She would have been on the card. I don't know what you complain about, like, bro. I'm not it would have been even even if it was on the pre-show, it would have been a women's championship match on the pre-show instead of the battle royal or the battle royal including a women's championship match. Now, if look Oscar would been now. In, a, in a pre-show, people would have cried. Look in the look in the look at the card now. As great of a women's match there is, let me see. Let me actually look at this card again. Um, I'm still with the thing that they could have kept it on the card and gave somebody an opportunity. It would have been a major match nonetheless. As great as it, it does look, I say yes, it does look great for the SmackDown Women's Championship to be in the main event. Main event. It's not necessary. No, this was necessary. They it legitimately go. Charlotte. Charlotte's the goat. Like I said, it's just, the it's just it's legitimately it was, it was there the, for no reason. They didn't even bother to explain it. If if Mandy Rose would have beat Oscar, y'all would have been crying. Stop it. It don't matter, though. Like, what's the... I don't get what's the point of having... No, it never (laughs) mattered. And you didn't even even bother to listen to my point last week. I said it didn't matter. I said at the point you're you're doing a detriment to the SmackDown women division by legitimately with no... With legitimately no story. Just says, actually, you know, the number one contender match you're going to have? We're taking that. We're taking the women's championship. We're doing all this thing because this requires it. And yes, great. Finally, yes, this is going to be great for women. All this other stuff. This is a big Whoa. thing. But you all take this away other stuff. But you take away. But you take away <laughs> an opportunity from a lot of the women. And now they're going to have to go in this battle royal, which definitely no one's going to care about now. So, hey, they got matches. I mean, you they have. Got, they're, they're on the card anyway, though, Mills. Mm, I guess. I guess. They're on the card anyway, like you said. So, like at the end of the day, I I feel like people are not still understanding the fact that they there's no way Charlotte was not going to have some type of prestige going into this match. This she is, didn't need the prestige, is, bro. She's the seven her, time women's this, champion. Eight, what did eight she times, need? Eight time, eight She's times. eight times now, but she was seven times before. What did this she need is, to be in this match? What did this what is did her the title event. Make I think it make she would have had she would have had the title going into this match. I feel anyway. Then, then what's the point? Of, what was the point of even putting it on Oscar? I that, agree. Riddle Listen, riddle I me agree. that. Riddle Listen, me that. What's the point? Make it make sense, bro. No, I'm not gonna stop. It doesn't I'm make gotta... sense. <laughs> all right, all right. I'm out there. I'm out there. I'm it out doesn't there. make sense, bro. It doesn't make sense. What was the point of putting on Oscar and crowning Oscar and then having her beat Becky to take the championship off of her? What was the point? Make it make sense, bro. That's all I'm asking for. Make it make sense. Hashtag make it make sense. It don't make sense, bro. But here we are, the biggest women's main event of all time between Oscar, between, between, not Oscar, sorry, between Ronda Rousey, Charlotte, and Becky Lynch. And if I'm picking a person who's going to walk out with two championships, I'm probably picking Becky Lynch. Man, I got Charlotte Flair winning, man. Charlotte Flair was going to win this match regardless. <laughs> I feel if it was Charlotte, if it's Charlotte versus Ronda, I think Charlotte was definitely winning this regardless. Either way, I think if there's anyone sure who's not coming out of this match a champion, it's I think we're sure maybe Ronda Rousey. I mean, it would be great if Ronda yeah. Rousey won both belts. I mean, it looks good for the picture opportunity and all this other stuff. But when you're investing in the future and you're investing in the company for as far as you go on, I mean, you got to go. If you're investing long term and you're like, okay, this is how I kind of want WrestleMania to look now down the line, Charlotte becomes the undisputed GOAT. As much of a GOAT as she is right now, it's undisputed when she wins both the SmackDown and the Raw Women's Championship at the same time. Becky Lynch managing to take it off of two of the most dominant women's champions of the last decade. It looks great for her as well. 
Ronda Rousey winning this match by any means or stretch of imagination already pits her as one of the greatest women's champions of all time. It's a major match. I get it. The SmackDown Women's Championship, I get it. You know, but I mean, what what have you what have you thought about this feud thus far leading into this? All right, so the build up was um it was if I had to give it a grade, I'd give it like a maybe a C plus. Now I would actually give it a B at the like last night's raw. Yeah, because of everyone. I, I, <laughs> yeah, I didn't I I still don't know how to feel about that segment. I don't know if that was like classic or was it a train wreck? It was just so much going on with the windows getting busted out. Um so I think uh, that was a segment. I feel like that was a segment they had planned going on all along for Mad Long because that was incredible. Whether it was yeah. like a train wreck or whether it was like plant, it just visually and if you need to like, it's sort of a different way to bring the intensity of the match. Like instead of like the breakup thing where everyone's breaking up because at this point, security guards mean nothing in the WWE. Like the Miz is running through them. The women are running through them. Like every, they mean nothing in the WWE, but having that sort of chaos with windows breaking and all this other stuff is just looks incredible. Yeah. My only question is how the hell did Ronda Rousey get into the front of the car? And how did she put the car <laughs> drive with handcuffs on? Yo, Ronda Rousey, like, is a, Ronda Rousey is an Olympian. She is a mixed martial art champion. She is a wrestling champion. I, I, I don't know. Like, I, I, that's a, that's enough of a big question as as me. Uh, hey man, she flexible as hell, man. <laughs> I don't know how she pulled it off, but she got it done, man. But Justin, what are you, gonna be good? Justin, what are your thoughts going into this match? Please break your 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 moment of silence, please. Oh, I can talk now. Oh yeah. Oh, wow. I can speak now. Wow. You can definitely speak, bro. Come Mil- on, man. Milt has, has allowed me to speak. That's that's. Crazy. I don't allow anyone to speak, bro. That's I'm crazy, the, bro. Oh wow! It, it, I don't allow anyone to speak. Wow, that's you don't Dame allow Dash, Dame, to speak? Dame Dash would Dame Dash would not approve of another man letting another man speak. Well, I mean, clearly, I you know I can't, I can't explain things <laughs> uh, anymore. Clearly, I had to, you know, give, give, you know, take a break because, you know, I wasn't allowed to to speak. I, I was, I was stifled by the booking of, uh, of, of meals. Uh, I think this, I, I, I didn't like the story at all. I, I don't think the story is good. Again, I, I will not defend. I will not attempt to defend or make a large sweeping explanation as to a lot of the decisions that they made because you have to remember tweets. Yeah. Cause you have to remember this is a Twitter, like the tweets, the injury angle, the people getting fired, the people getting suspended and unsuspended, the people losing Becky won the Royal rumble. And I don't think anyone remembers that after, like, I don't think anyone, unless they came up on the Chiron saying that she won the Royal rumble. No one remembers that because Charlotte was literally just, I don't either. She was put into the match. And even the way Becky won the Royal Rumble was like, that was a great moment, I think. But I think that Seth's, I, rem- I remember Seth winning more. Like, I just remember Becky's yeah, moment. Yeah, I, I don't even remember Seth winning that shit. I, I think this past Royal Rumble was like, <laughs> uh, like I forgot Seth won this shit. They, be that's all we talk about. What's him winning it? I mean... That's literally all they talk about with some winning. Like when, like when Nakamura won, like Nakamura. That's won because Rumble, nobody. Oscar won. That's because nobody thought Nakamura was gonna win. We all knew Oscar was gonna win that fucking match. 
And it could have been Nikki Bella. I thought I thought Nakamura was gonna win. Yeah, Mills, you think they were gonna <laughs> no, have no, you, no, 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 no. I'm fucking with you. I'm fucking with you. Hell no, like, no. Come on, Oscar had beaten everyone on Raw at that point. She was and not she losing. She beat that everyone one. at the same time. Yeah, it was obvious that it was obvious that um, Oscar was gonna win. I thought Nakamura. That's who I picked. I picked Nakamura to win that. I think I did. I pick him. I said a SmackDown guy was gonna win, didn't I? You, you said a SmackDown guy was gonna win. Yes, yeah. sir. Yeah. yeah. I, I, yeah, I picked Nakamura because I knew the money was going to be Nakamura versus AJ, but that was last year. We talking about this year. So I, I think a lot of things that they did to go into this were were ingenious, like how they how WWE quickly changed course with the Charlotte Ronda thing at Survivor Series, and then they moved forward with everything. Like I don't agree. Like I was going to say before, I don't agree with them having Oscar win that title in December. I think if it, you it would have been a better look to just bury her under tables and then just have Charlotte win the title in December. Like or, like that's fine. That gives Oscar a chance. Like no one would have complained if that was the case. You know, right. I think pe- more people were upset at that. I completely I completely get that side. I completely agree, and I think that's what they should have done. Do I think that Charlotte having the belt is a detriment to anything? Maybe personally for her, because she has to deal with all of these Twitter people that are literally saying that she's wrong for accepting or having to accept what is her job and, and do her job every single night. Yes, that, that sucks for her. I mean, but she looks like she's having a blast. So I don't even know. Yeah. Ugh, all right. All right. It's still, it's still your job. Your boss says, go out and do this. You're going to say yes. Yeah, at true. the end of the day. So like, you can't, you can't say no to it. I mean, I'm like, Oscar's going to be fine. That's what I'm saying. This isn't even about her. But right. I think that Charlotte going into this, as she is, I think it sets up, uh, with her with the belt, it sets up that that sense of, and, and to go back to last year's WrestleMania or, or Royal Rumble, remember when Nakamura and Roman were in, were the last two? And everyone said, oh, shit, Roman's going to win. There's no way they're going to let Nakamura win this. And he did. And everyone popped like crazy, right? I think that's what they're doing here with Charlotte. She is the lightning bolt because Ronda isn't the best heel here. Becky's mm. the best face heel. Charlotte is clear far and beyond the best heel in this match. Everyone wants to see her get her comeuppance. And I think that you, you, you cast that shadow of doubt by saying, now if Charlotte wins this, she'd have both belts. She'd be the greatest of all time. They wouldn't really do that, would they? And then you start to think, oh shit, it's going to be her. And then, then Becky wins. That makes Becky look even more like a fucking champion. Even, even if she's beaten Charlotte eight times before, she's never right. beaten Ronda. And, and going out like that makes this a bigger win for Becky, who I do think will win. I think you send the fans home happy. The fans will not go home happy. I swear. I, I hope they do not brought Roman this. Do what's right. Have Becky win. And I, I say have Becky say, I don't want the SmackDown title. I want to go to Raw and just, and just, and just hand it over. Damn, the most the point of Oscar losing it. The yeah, point of crazy. the point of the <laughs> point of that. And it's already here's the thing. It's it's our as as I've said before, I said it last week, it was to make sure all of these titles are represented on this show in this match. It I, could not it could not be Oscar in this main event. I it feel was like, never gonna be her. No, it was never gonna be Oscar. I'm very clear of that. Um I feel like even so here's my thing. I want Becky to win. I feel like Becky holding both championships and having to defend both championships proves like continues her sort of story of the man and and doing an over, you know, overachieving and her whole like entire ego getting kind of in the way of things. Um that kind of Triple H was hinting towards late last year or something along those lines. I feel like she definitely it's definitely cool if she's like on both shows and she's like, okay, on, on the next pay-per-view that's not in Saudi Arabia, um, I'm facing this champion. And then later in the night I'm facing that champion. I don't think there's ever been 
one women's champion that has defended both titles or even the double women's champion at this point ever in history. So that's why I'm going for Becky. I mean, but Charlotte is also Charlotte. So she's the goat, but I don't think, I don't think on this night she will be the goat, but I think she's going to have plenty of times to win and lose. And um, I, I honestly think that the, the big money here is for to finally break up Becky and Charlotte. I think that's, this is what this is also, this is also going to solve where it's like, if Becky does get both belts, she doesn't have to just be on one show. She can literally just go to Raw and have a, a main focus storyline there. And then the women on SmackDown can can fight it out to, to be the next contender. And I think really what they need to do with the brand split is split all of these, these women up right now. Um, I, I think like Becky and Charlotte for sure, we do not need to see another match or promo between these two women for a very long time. I think this is yeah. the end of their storyline here. <laughs> Until the cell lowers again and... <laughs> But no, I agree. I agree. I agree. I feel like this is a definitive match. I'm proud of the women for getting this far. If you had told me five years ago that women would be main eventing WrestleMania, I would have said, you know, the crack is sizzling. Yeah. Especially even 20 years ago when legitimately like WrestleMania 2000, like the only women's match on the card is Terry versus Miss Cat in a thong stink face match. And. <laughs> 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 and you know not to downplay the efforts of both ladies in this match but we've hey, come Mills, a long I, way Mills, i know you ain't see this coming because you need to know women go over the top rope so oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh shit all right oh my i'm God. never gonna live that down but i agree yes um, sure won't. <laughs> tremendous show uh one more question for for everyone here what is going to be your match of the weekend uh this year between takeover and wrestlemania what's what's going to be your match of the weekend what are you predicting to be match of the weekend Oof. okay so it's probably going to be on nxt takeover just because like um damn i got like three <laughs> are, are they all on nxt takeover um, two is going to be on WrestleMania. One is Takeover. Really? Um, Gargano, my NXT. Damn, I might have four because I already know Velveteen Dream and um, he, he about to go stupid, man. Come on, that <laughs> real. That's going. That's going to go up. Um, Gargano versus um Adam Cole is going to go up. That, if this that, Pete Dunne Walter match is competitive. I could say that will grow up if it's competitive. If it's competitive. Uh, Man, he's gonna be slapping him in the chest, man. Slapping him in the chest. Slapping him in the chest. That Drew versus Roman, that match gonna be extra piped up. I don't think that match is gonna last very long. That match gonna that it's probably gonna be like 10 minutes, but it's gonna slap. It's gonna be okay. crazy. Okay. And then and then um Daniel Bryan and Kofi gonna be wild just off the near falls. Yeah. When they get to I the agree. end and they start the near falls, I already know people have heart attacks. Like say, oh lord this reminds me of when Booker T and Triple H <laughs> oh my god why do you have to put in that voice too oh my god give but, it up let it go can we let that match go <laughs> can we let WrestleMania 19 go if, if yeah. Kofi wins we officially have to let WrestleMania oh come on if, even if Kofi doesn't win you still no if Kofi doesn't win it legitimately does not prove that racism doesn't exist in WWE <laughs> oh my god yeah, Kofi Kofi would have to win for him if we get that Kofi would have to win to expose the racism claim that's been over WrestleMania 19 for the last umpteen years Kofi would have to win 
Let me slap on my Daniel Bryan shirt. Racism's still alive, baby. <laughs> Even nobody, nobody won't bring this up, but throughout that feud, feud, Booker T was beating the hell out of Ric Flair throughout that whole feud. I mean, well, listen. He was, he was, he was getting his uh, comeuppance. He beat him when he, he beat him up in that back. bathroom, right? <laughs> he, beat, he beat him up a couple times. I mean. The bathroom I, in particular. They were like, listen, that's just what they do, man. They're just thugs who yeah, come out he, here. You know, and, he was kidding. He, they was acting like um, Triple H called him the, the N-word <laughs> ER He almost said it bad. <laughs> Booker, well, T wasn't thing, looking, no one, Booker T wasn't looking like a hoe during that feud Kofi doesn't look like a hoe during this feud No, nah, Kofi doesn't look Actually, they look incredibly awesome It looks like Brotherhood is coming out they over beat, everything They beat everyone on SmackDown, bro At least, Yeah, really they did. actually did <laughs> they, they, they beat did. everybody on SmackDown <laughs> How could y'all be mad at this? Tag team. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) He's like a seventy-four in UK. (laughs) (laughs) Kofi legit beat like a what's the bar like five-time tag team champs? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, but he beat them by himself with no help. All right. So uh, Brian, listen. This year, Kofi Kingston's going up. He's going to be the highest overall. (laughs) Did he beat Daniel Bryan like three times? Twice. Twice tag matches, I think. No tag match in the in the in the gauntlet. Gauntlet match, yeah. Yeah, tag match in the gauntlet. Yeah. Tag match. Actually, the, the gauntlet he lost. The gauntlet he lost. And he, oh, oh no, no, yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right. No, there was there was this, the first gauntlet. I thought he no, he beat Daniel the first gauntlet. I thought there was a first gauntlet. Yeah, it he was did. the gauntlet. He yeah, he beat him the first gauntlet because the second yeah. gauntlet is when Daniel came in at the end. Yeah, so he pinned him like three times. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. wait, huh? There okay. was two. There was two gauntlets. Too many gauntlets. I'm good yeah. on gauntlets after WrestleMania. <laughs> there were two. I think the the gauntlets it was to get him into into fast lane, right? Remember? And then he said, "No, you can't do it because it's going to be Kevin Owens." That was the first time he beat him. Mm-hmm. And then the the set the the or the second, second time he one, beat him. Second, the first time he beat him was the tag the tag match. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. All right. All right. All right. Yeah. Yes. 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 You're but, right. Uh, so amp, those were your matches of the of the weekend, right? Yeah, uh, but if Bills I had to pick, if I had to pick though, I'm gonna go with um, Velveteen Dream versus Matt Riddle. Okay, that's if a I good pick. pick. That's a great pick. That's a great pick. <sighs> who do you think is gonna win that match? And I know we we talked about this earlier on the show, but who who do you think is gonna win that match? Mm, go ahead, and put it on Matt. You know, let's get us. Uh, let's get Velveteen on the main roster. Y'all tripping? If y'all want him on the main roster right now, go ahead, go ahead, Mills. Oh, what do you got against black people? Um, wow, wow! Oh, is this the new narrative? <laughs> is the new narrative that I oh, wow. <laughs> uh, Omega J Five. Hold on, I got a question, but I'm gonna wait till you, till uh, till we done with this. Um, I'm gonna go with. Oh man, listen, I think. If Pete Dunn and Walter is competitive, I'm going for Pete Dunn and Walter. Um, if it's not competitive, I would say, you know, I really think that main event of WrestleMania is going to be just a different type of energy. It's going to have the energy. It's going to have the intensity. It's going to have the skill. All these three, none of these three women are slouches in the ring. And all these three women, I would like to have to believe I've been thinking about this match for a long, long time. Um, so I could definitely see that. And legitimately, I don't see any, I mean, besides Daniel Bryan versus Kofi Kingston, I don't really see any other, you know, match of the year qual- qualifiers on this card. Mm-hmm. On this weekend? So on this card, on the WrestleMania oh, card, sorry. WrestleMania. Got it, got it, got it. Uh, my match of the weekend, I, I think it's, 
Oh man, it's there's gonna be a it's gonna be a lot of matches, but I think that you know Bobby Lashley versus Finn Balor with the Demon. I think that's gonna be match. Hey, get out of here! <laughs> yeah, get your ass What do you mean? He's he's planning on giving that seven stars, man. He's the Demon's already here. He's planning on giving that seven stars, bro. Demon, baby, come on! What you talking about? The Demon's here. If he wins this match in fifteen seconds, seven stars, amp. Seven fucking stars, bro. It's gonna be a, it's gonna be like five minutes of Leo Rush on the side looking like Macaulay Culkin <laughs> with his mouth open, <laughs> looking scared, looking scared of the demon. He might even piss his pants. No events. That'd be fire. This is, have, Leo piss. Gonna be- <laughs> have Leo piss and then beat his feet to some some go go. Oh my okay. god! All right. Okay. Now so you made that, it. Now you made it not fun. That. If it's not that. If it's not that, then uh, I, I do think that uh, Velveteen and Matt Riddle will, will, will tear the house down and uh, take over. For sure. All, All right. right. I got Now, this, this is my question, though, real quick. Okay. Seeing that, seeing that um, they already kind of did call-ups already that they really didn't do much with, are we even really going to get call-ups, like NXT call-ups, at the WrestleMania weekend? I would hope not. Um. Yeah, we we should. Yeah, oh, maybe I mean, Shayna Baszler. Maybe yes, Shayna, Shayna, Kyrie. Um, I think for the men, they're good. I, I think if they move Gargano to two hundred five, I think that might be the the only man they move. But I think with with Ricochet and and Alistair, it looks pretty clear that they didn't give him the belt a because they have to. They're, they're going to be in, on Takeover and b because they're not really on Raw at all. They shouldn't have the title. You know, just in case you know how they are. They last minute they'll say he goes here, he goes here. I, I do think the, as far as the men and, and the women that they've called up, that whole class since December that they've called up is that's going to be pretty much set. Um, it's just a shame they had to wait three, four months before they got placed somewhere. But I think that just I think the only people that have to move up again are Shayna and um, and Kyrie and, and Johnny if he does lose. But I, I would I'd be pretty safe to say that wherever Ricochet and Alistair go, they're going to be the top programs or in a top program wherever they go. So I don't think they're going to move up anybody else. Gotcha, gotcha. Unless we get like a dummy move up, like the Forgotten Sons or something. No, they're gonna be there for a while. They gotta, they gotta, uh, they gotta beat the black people down there. Oh well. <laughs> this, this is this still this continues to further the argument of you and, and your dis, disdain for black people. But you know, here we are. I'm disdain for black people. I'm <laughs> literally, I verbally fillet ricochet on this show all the time. Oh, this isn't Starcast. Oh whoa. This okay. is AEW, bro. Like I, I love black people, bro. What are you talking about? This is true. All right. All right. So All that right. is the show. I want I want to thank Amp for coming through. And when when can we expect the next episode of a random acts of podcast gaming? Um, should be next week. Next well, week. And what about the random acts of podcast as well? How's that going? Oh, that's every Thursday, man. My um my co-host is in jail, so it's gonna be um <laughs> yeah. What happened? Yeah, he's a yeah, he's back in prison, man. Yeah. You know. Uh, I ain't gonna say, but yeah, yeah but he back in jail. So, yeah, man. <laughs> so, we, so we're gonna have some special guests coming through for the next couple of weeks. But yeah, we every every Thursday, no matter. Hold your oh. head, hold your head, uh, Devin. No, nah, keep that nigga. I mean, no. <laughs> oh, 
Oh, damn. <laughs> damn, I almost made it. I, I almost made it. Uh, yeah, so Randomizer Podcast Gaming is coming back in a week. Randomizer Podcast is every Thursday. Thank you, and for being on the show. And as always, you can follow us at RNC Radio Live on Twitter. Check us out. We've got so much content coming down the pipeline every single day. Uh, subscribe to us on SoundCloud at uh, A Show RNC. And you can also subscribe to us at RNC Radio Live on SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher. Um, am I missing one? Apple, Apple Podcasts. Apple iTunes, the thing that they do. Yes, Apple. Apple iTunes. Just listen yeah. to us everywhere, pretty much. Yeah, for so, sure. Best, and, best uh, wrestling podcast. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Amethyst. And, and once again, thank you for being on the show. And thank you guys for listening. Please be safe this weekend if you're going to be in New York for WrestleMania weekend. And uh, I can't wait to see all you guys' reactions to the show. And I can't wait to hear what, what you guys thought about the show afterwards. We're going to be back next week with a full rundown of everything that's happened on this whole weekend, including Raw, SmackDown, and NXT. So until next week, peace out. Peace. Happy Rusev Day.